You know, Chris, how everybody says when you do acid, like you're going to get an acid flashback yeah. of like times in the uh -huh. previous. I just hope 2022 isn't the year I get that acid flashback. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of all ages, it's another episode of Movies Don't Suck. My name is Neil. And I'm Chris. And today we are doing the best and the worst of 2022. The hotly anticipated episode because uh, I got to be honest, I think out of our episodes, this one's down with the most, so the end of the year lists. Really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know we were that important. Well, we <laughs> review all the movies we've seen. We tell you what is the best of the best. Chris and I have seen over 100 movies this year. Yeah, we have. We're going to tell you the best, the worst. We've seen horror movies, action movies. We've seen DC movies that don't matter. Marvel <laughs> movies that people wish just didn't exist. We saw movies that a lot of people said nope to. And sequels to horror movies that we wish studios would have said nope to. We got old TV shows that were reborn, like I Love Lucy. Lucy and for some reason the monsters the cinematic world gave birth to the weird detective figuring out everything when no one else could even figure it yeah, out yeah. category uh -huh. uh, and we got so many sequels that and I mean just so many sequels that should have came out decades ago one sequel 13 years later another one 36 years later <laughs> and we even watched a movie that was 39 years later of a sequel mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we got which gives a gives us the answer that there is no time limit to a good cash grab uh, <laughs> We got biographies on the biggest names of Elvis, Marilyn Monroe, and of course, Weird Al Yankovic. Of course, yeah. <laughs> and and now we figured out that Black Panther has a brother and his name's Black Adam. You know, like <laughs> twice this year, we saw Pinocchio's thingy grow. And mm -hmm. twice we got pre yeah twice <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we got prequels that were sequels but they were prequels yeah. because they came before the movie mm -hmm. that was last before the movies yeah. so they're sequels to the prequels of the prequels of the sequels of the sequels of the prequels yeah yeah absolutely yeah it's all that <laughs> uh so chris tell everybody where they can find us you can find us on moviesdon'tsuck.net we're on facebook facebook.com slash moviesdon'tsuckpodcast we're on twitter nts podcast we're on instagram nts podcast go to bonfire.com slash moviesdon'tsuck you'll find merch like our uh, shirts and stuff that Neil made uh, go to my patreon.com slash moviesdon'tsuck yeah and where you find podcasts you can find moviesdon'tsuck and something to do talking about our podcast mm -hmm. so we are actually talking about joining up with one of the great uh, people that we've met over the couple of years that we've been doing this, what four years have been doing this? Yeah, oh my god! I, mean, I think it could be longer. I have no clue. It's like a, it's like a drunken day at Woodstock. Yeah. I just don't remember all of it. Um, but anyway, so one of the great guys that we have met in the past years, uh, Mark, he's going to be jumping in here with us and doing the best and the worst of 2022 with us. Now, Mark is a representative of WT. W2Mnet.com. Now, let me show this to you guys so everybody at home sees what this is. Now, this is a website that has literally all you want in podcasting. It has air movies, uh, wrestling, boxing, UFC. Uh, I've been on 
the wrestling podcast a few times. Um, I can't remember all the ones. I remember a WrestleMania one. I know we did an AEW one. But they have just literally everything, everything from games, entertainment, football, wrestling. All you have to do is go to WT. 2mnet.com. Again, that's w2mnet.com. And bringing up on us today, our good friend, all the way from another part in the world, it is Mark, everybody! Hey, Mark. That's- hey, here I am from uh, Parts Unknown. Otherwise known as Florida. Are there Florida men walking about right around you? I am... I don't know if I told you guys, but I am a mental health professional in a correctional institution here uh-huh. in Florida. Uh-huh. Correct. So I am surrounded by Florida men. <laughs> so, so many naked Florida men. Way too many. I was in Louisiana for Christmas, and I saw Louisiana men, which are kind of close to Florida men. I mean, I, I don't know how many times I got told, uh, thank you for coming to the swamp. Or, <laughs> oh, now. And I... <clears throat> Yay. Are you on TikTok at all? Uh, no, not really. I try. But There's a guy I, on TikTok named. <laughs> well, I'm on the TikTok <laughs> with the hippity hop. And um, there's a comedian who's from, I think, Florida, Ben Bernard. He is from Florida. Thank you. And, um, <laughs> and, he, and his gimmick on TikTok is he's the States guy. So it's him playing. It's him playing versions of like a state. So there's like he plays Florida. He plays Georgia. He plays. When he plays the Louisiana guy, it's hysterical. First of all, he does this really great accent. But, like, the Florida guy talking to the Louisiana guy, it's like Waldorf and Statler. It's fantastic. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. That is hilarious. So how was your holiday season, Mark? My holiday season was good. Um, I adopted a family. Oh, wow. I am now, yeah, I am now parenting six people. Wow. Three adults, wow. three children. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, that's fun. I am uh, I'm fostering a family because I walk with Jesus. Okay. Um, I'm I'm practically a paladin. <laughs> you're you're the missing disciple. That, that is correct. Yes. I was I was there at the Last Supper. I had soup. <laughs> and you got the check early, so you weren't part of any of the end. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, like, like separate checks, ladies. Yeah. <laughs> I, I gotta go home. I got things to do. Yeah, I missed right, the portrait. Guys. So here it is, the end of 2022. We're now in 2023. We got to review everything that we did this past year, everything we looked at, everything we did. Uh, we're going to give the top 10 best movies of the year, five honorable mentions, <laughs> five honorable mentions when we get there, and five worst movies yeah. that we saw all year long. Oh, now, I have so many more than five. <laughs> I know. I, I know. You know how hard it was to make oh. all 20 on this list. So to figure out who's going to give their first movie so we can start this all going, I have come up with a little quiz for the two of you. Because I'll be more than happy to go last. I, I, I don't mind. I'm going to give you 10 questions. And whoever gets the answers right out of all 10 of these the most <laughs> it's first rights. Okay. Just yell ding, I'll call on you, and then you give me the answer because that's the only way to do it. Like, without, I mean, I could just do this it. right here. I could do that, but uh, not going <laughs> you're to. annoying. Wait. Jonas, come here. Come here. I want you to be a, a part of this. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like something just happened. Come, come, come around here. Come around All right, here. Chris. Just remember what button to hit. Okay. <laughs> okay. 
when I want to answer a question, I'm going to give you a squeeze. I want you to yell ding. Got it? Uh-huh. You're my ding. You're my bell. <laughs> All right. So I thought I'd make the first question easy to start off easy. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. What is the top grossing movie at the box office of 2022? No, he was supposed to yell oh. ding. I, I squeezed him first. Oh, you go first. Then. I, I squeezed we'll, we'll my son. You go first. What is it, Mark? As of today, it's Avatar The Way of the Water. No. I no, got what, Avatar, is it? As of as of today, it beat Top as Gun Maverick. As of today, gosh, I got this information yesterday. As of <laughs> yesterday, uh, as of as of December is December twenty eighth. You should have said Maverick. So was this Spider Man Far From Home though? <laughs> no, it's Top Gun Maverick. Oh Mark fuck, <laughs> whatever. All, All right. right, hang on. So we we have a friend watching with us, Chris Bailey, Chris Bailey, Chris Bailey of uh, the Superblog team up. He says, "That's right, Mark. Say it again, <laughs> Avatar, the way of the water." <laughs> Avatar, I don't even know what that is. Is that a movie? <laughs> Hang on, I'm, so my son. I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, question number two. What mm-hmm. is the top grossing song of 2022? What was the top charting song of 2022? I'll take artist or the name of song. We don't talk about Chris? Bruno? No. Okay. Was it anything but goat whore? <laughs> no, no goat whore. Damn it. Anybody going once. I'll, I'll let you guys throw out a guess. Um, That Taylor Swift song that everyone does on TikTok, It's Me, I'm the Problem, It's Me. No. Damn it. Let's call it a hero. The, the answer is Harry Styles as it was. Yeah, I fucking know. Cool. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. know. Since you do a music podcast. Chris. I don't. I do a metal podcast. Well, I know about goat whore. I'm done here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's one more music one then. Top selling album. The first album in seven years to make this much money as a selling album. Top selling album of 2022. Oh, this is just a, a straight up just music. Fuck, I don't know. No, no, this this is just the third question. Yeah. Third question. Top selling album of 2022. I don't know, dude. I could tell you. Was it something by Kanye West? No. no the, the <laughs> you had it you had it right the last answer. It was Taylor Swift's Midnight, oh. okay. which was okay. the highest grossing album in seven years. If I tell what? you that Taylor Swift's broke the Taylor Swift broke Ticketmaster, can I steal like points back? Yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! I know something pop culture. <laughs> okay, Woo! in 2022, with 9.2 billion views, what was the most watched YouTube video? Was it? Uh, was it? Uh, oh, was it? Uh, Will Smith slapping Chris Rock? No. Mm-hmm. Was it a cat flushing the toilet? <laughs> no. <laughs> was it something? Was it something anime that my children watched? Yes. <laughs> it's oh. children watched 9.2 billion times. Man, uh, you all know it. You all know it. You're just not saying it. Is it is it a song? It's baby shark shark shark. Oh my god. I also said okay, I was about saying it, but yeah, I did not. All right. Number 5, the most streamed TV show of 2022 was House of the Dragon. That is incorrect. That is number five. Yeah. Yellowstone. That is not correct. That is not a streaming show. That okay, you, you, you're going to tell Okay, in that case, was it? Was it a? I want to say it was Lord of the Rings. No. Okay. 
at One Piece, an anime was the number one most streamed show. The second was Stranger Things. Number three was Grey's Anatomy, The Office, House of Dragons, and The Walking Dead. Okay, cool. All right. Who got banned from the Oscars for 10 years? Will Smith. You got it. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) You're supposed to ding. No, you can say it. Ding. Number seven, who wore Marilyn Monroe's famous happy birthday Mr. President dress to the Met Gala? Ding. Anna yeah. Armist? Nope. Oh, fuck. Uh, I don't know, man, because that, that, that doesn't be my guess. Kim Kardashian wore a famous dress. Okay. What song hit number one on the charts for the first time in its seven, uh, thir- 37-year-long journey? Kate Bush running from the hill. There you go, Chris. Now we got one. What movie lost the studio the most money in 2020? Uh, Moonfall for Lionsgate. (laughs) Moonfall, correct. Yeah. $150 million. Jesus Christ. Spreadsheet. We did our year in review yesterday. I did a spreadsheet. (laughs) Lionsgate is bankrupt. (laughs) All right. What? TV show was the most watched on in 2022. Yellowstone. Yeah, Chris, I already okay. got it. All right, cool. I've never now, seen Chris, it. I have no clue what the fuck it is. Chris, yeah, Chris, yeah. Now this is this is the way it is. Uh-huh. He has three points. You have two. To tie it up, I'll give you this bonus question. But wait, wait, hold on. See if you can win it. No, no. If he's ahead no, at no, the no, end no, of the no, t- no, 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 no. I just want to see if he can answer it. Okay. That's the reason on it. Uh-huh. What pro wrestler sold more T-shirts than any other wrestler in 2022? I I don't know. Go go, go and say Mark. Who do you think? It's either if if I I I throw two answers out there, Uh and one of them is right. Do I get credit? Uh (laughs) It's either CM Punk or MJF. Both are wrong. Are you shitting me, John Cena? By double. CM Punk's CM Punk's double it, the number one T-shirt salesman of of 2022 was the one, the only, very nice, very evil, really, Don Hausen. <clears throat> Were you on Twitter today? Why was he dressed up as Homer in the Moo Moo? Because he keeps on trying to get Tony Khan to give him the monies or give him more airtime because now he has all the monies from selling all the t-shirts. I'm sorry. Did you say that it was Denhausen? Denhausen! Denhausen! All right, Mark. So you get to start us off today in the 2022 top best of everything. So, Mark, you're number 10 best of 2022. My number 10 best of 2022 is... The, I didn't number these. The menu. Okay. The menu. The menu. Yeah. Nice. Menu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm so sorry. My. Uh... Hold on. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Don't don't yell at your brother like that, bro. <laughs> so the menu is the one that uh, Mark chose for everybody. Now, uh, why the menu, Mark? Okay. So, first of all, thoroughly enjoyed the menu. I think in terms of modern horror, um, I think it was gen- it was genuinely one of the standout pictures of the year. It had that Hitchcockian uh, build of tension, had great performances from, uh, from the cast. 
Ralph Fiennes was phenomenal in this. Anna Anna yes. Taylor Joy. Um, she she gives a monologue towards the end about like the cheeseburger and everything that was pretty pretty amazing. Uh, the kid that plays Beast in the new X Men movies, newer X Men movies, Nick Holt. Yeah, his performance was like we were talking about this on our review of the menu. This is the kind of thing he should be doing from now on. He plays probably the best douchebag I've seen all year. Oh my god, right? Like, because he always yeah. plays the good guy for so many right. years. He even played uh, J.R.R. Token in uh, Token, yes. the movie as well. And <laughs> he always plays the nice guy. And when he was a douchebag in the menu, was like just a major selling point. And how Anna Joy Taylor played off of that was amazing. You know, so many. There's another movie on my list. I don't want to give it away now, but there's another movie on my list that is so overly tropey. It, it is just every horror trope. Now yeah, it does yeah. it well, and that's why it's on my list. Yeah. But the menu really didn't rely on any horror tropes. Yeah, it was. A, yet, it's one of those great movies I've seen this year. Like, uh, mm -hmm. uh, for some reason, when we think about movies of the year, I was mm -hmm. I always lean for the more creative ones, even though not necessarily better, because I, I'm just so all about yeah. everything new. And the menu really did that for me. It was something that uh, I saw the preview and I knew I wanted to see, but it was so much better than I thought it'd be, you know? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And, the, the, and yeah, like I said, I, I, like, I was walking into the, the same experience where I thought, I know what this movie is. Yeah. I know what's going to happen. I already know it. But man, it didn't even matter if you knew it was going to happen. <laughs> and there were some points I didn't know it was going to happen. It, it's not like it's almost everywhere now. It's just going to be in every movie from now on. That's what I feel like. Mm, yeah, I feel like I feel like it. Chris, what was your number ten? My number ten is actually Pearl, the prequel to X, um, because Pearl. I I traded it out for the menu. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, if you guys seen X, I mean, it's so much different. It's a prequel to X, but it's so different. It's like watching a fairy tale, a nightmare. How great is Mia Goth? Mia uh, dude, Goth is so good. That 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 monologue she's at the end made the yes. movie for me. It's it's probably yeah. it's the best it's the best scene for me this year I've seen, but yeah. uh but but uh Pearl also like I fucking enjoyed it and then we'll we'll talk about more about the the uh, prequel or the actual first one later but but Pearl was something I've been dying to see ever since I saw the the uh, the ending of X and I wasn't disappointed having Mia got there. Man, she's so fucking good. Let, let's for five seconds, a uh, slight spoiler, I guess, uh, the the credits scene oh, yeah. where the credits are rolling and she's just like, oh, my oh, God. My, that, like, one take, like, by the end of oh, it, she had, to punch, she had to punch the director when it was over. <laughs> when he finally yelled yeah. cut, she just went over and kicked him squat yeah, yeah. in the nuts. Take that, Ty West. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. So my number 10 pick for the year. Uh, What's well, kind of cool because we're all going horror theme on yeah. this, it seems. Uh, my favorite was Crimes of the Future. Really? I didn't know you liked it I, that much, dude. No, I really liked yeah. it. I told you I yeah. did. I And um, my thing this is, again, rewatchability is one of the things with me. And it is one of those creepy, eerie movies that when I went back and rewatched it several times after it, it came out of the theater and I actually had time to digest it more, it's kind of like, to me, like a gothic, like just futuristic world that could probably actually happen. Okay. Like it's actually more realistic than most things that we see mm. that are in the future. You it know, is, even Back to the Future had like flying cars, and that's not ever going to happen. It is better. <laughs> I mean, like, it is better later year Cronenberg. You know, like like that's the one that I've really, I mean, really uh, paid attention to because this 
his earlier stuff. I mean, like the last couple years, or the last movie he did wasn't so good. But Crimes of the Future yeah. was really fucked up and cool to me. But it didn't. Yeah. Come and that's the thing; it was really fucked up. And I like <laughs> movies that 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 fuck that that stay with you. Like I love you know like Seven and and Twelve Monkeys and you know like stuff like that. And this just fits right. Like I've literally fallen asleep to this movie like three or four times probably in the last <laughs> couple of months, which is really weird about me and says about weird things that goes on in my bedroom. That's a endorsement. <laughs> this movie put me right to sleep. It's great. <laughs> well, it has a good soundtrack. Like Crow mm-hmm. is another movie I, I fall asleep to. Oh my god, Crow soundtrack. is fantastic. Yeah, the, the soundtrack I, I, to it. My yeah. god, I think you guys are around my age. I think you. I, I think you guys are in your forties. Like, was the crow? Was the crow like not the soundtrack to our youth? Mm. <clears throat> My entire like I played the I had long I grew my hair long I mm-hmm. I, I think I played the crow like ten times at different <laughs> so, costume parties. I'm 36, so it's just a outside my wheelhouse. So. so so the Pantera song, the badge. Yeah. You know how like sometimes you miss your lyrics. I remember my friend at the end of the badge. He go, he goes, "Oh, what's behind the badge?" And, and like we were all just like hanging out, listening to it, and he just blurs out, "What big eyes you have!" <laughs> <laughs> like, what? <laughs> all right, Mark. What is your number nine for this year? The Northman. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Great. 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 Great choice. Yeah. Was this? This was a great North- year for Focus Features and the uh, big Fox Searchlight. Yeah. Uh, you know, we did the um, we did our year review yesterday, and if it wasn't Marvel or Avatar, the only other movies that made money for Disney were fucking Fox Searchlight movies. Yeah, because I think the Northman did, didn't make money, right? It was kind of a flop, right? You read the budget? Um, I'd have to go back and look. I, I don't. It might not have, but it did not. Was, it did not hit. It, it, no, okay. It said it's a flop. Okay, and this is why I went with the uh, Moonfall as the biggest flop of the year. Was I did the estimate of how much did it lose on how much did it cost yeah, yeah right and it actually made like 45 million over oh. what it what it was the budget yeah but that was worldwide not right. domestic i i, so, could, I love robert eggers so like like mm-hmm. i was there opening night to see the northman i uh yeah, so was i yeah the north the cinematography in the northman is gorgeous yeah um again another anna taylor joy i mean what i mean what an underrated actress yeah modern actress right now because it's like i don't think people realize how good she is but she'll go from things like the, you know, from the Northman. She was in um, what was the Edgar Wright movie from last year, Chris? Oh, uh, it was uh, the Last Night in Soho. Yeah, Last Night in Soho, Night in Soho, where she's fantastic in it, the movie. Oh, yeah. yeah, but, <laughs> but she's amazing. <laughs> um, you know, but like she was like probably the best part of New Mutants, despite her terrible Russian accent. <laughs> she's phenomenal. Yeah, I, I, um, I, I uh, the Northman was one of those movies that you know I, I don't. I mean, yeah, I'm sure you know the Witch, which is probably my favorite movie yeah. of all time. And then, of course, he uh, has a tattooed on his arm. Yeah, they got the, got the uh, black, he's got black Phillip tattooed. Yeah. I don't know if you can really see. There you go. There you go. He's got Black Phillip tattooed uh, on his arm. And, of course, I love the lighthouse. He guy at a tattoo convention to it. <laughs> yeah. He paid, like, a house payment for it. <laughs> <laughs> it was, like, 400 I think. But, um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, like, after seeing, you know, after seeing The Witch and then The Lighthouse, I was excited to see him have, have a giant budget. Uh, after So, like, Northman was driving my alley. I couldn't wait. And I was... I was yeah. super stoked on it. For a prestige um, <clears throat> in the indie-ish, because, you know, Focus is universal. Uh-huh. I thought it was phenomenal. Phenomenally acted. Costumes, soundtrack. Mm-hmm. It was, and- it's on my top 10 because it's one of the more perfect movies of the year. Like, we spent 
fucking three hours on our podcast. Like we typically go two, two and a half, depending on what, mm-hmm. what we're doing. Yeah. Sometimes a little less. This was one where it was like the f- full three hours by the time we were done with every segment because we were gushing so much about every element of the craft here. And it's still number nine on my list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it I really mean, is phenomenal. Yeah. I don't know what is in the DNA of the Scars Gars, but man, <laughs> like, you know, way to go them. Uh, <laughs> on them Put a title on them. Make them wrestle John Cena and Logan Paul. I know, right? The Scars Gar versus the Bloodline. How about that? There you go. <laughs> bloodline you the one, no, we the one, motherfucker. Right. <laughs> uh, Alexander Scars Gar has been one of my favorite actors ever since I met him as Eric in True Blood. Uh, somewhere I have a bottle of True Blood somewhere. Um, but I, yeah, I literally still have the bottle of True Blood from the from the show. Anyway, um, I agree with you. Northman is one of the the top movies of the year. I did not put it anywhere in my top ten, but man, what the fuck, dude? Uh, really? It, 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 was there, it was there for a while. It was there. Why for do a you while. hate? Why do you hate art? Yeah. <laughs> I agree, Mark. What Chris, you, what is your number nine? My number nine hey, is. Hey Neil, do you remember what a douchebag I am? I know, I love it. Uh, number nine was something that I had no clue I had even like, but I ended up loving Vengeance. Number nine is Vengeance. Uh, Novak, written, directed, and uh, and uh, I fucking. You know what? I had I had a very good evening that you were going to put this on your list. I I did so much. I, I literally, if you don't know this, uh, Mark, I actually made a file of all the posters I thought you guys were going to choose just so I could pop them up the whole time. <laughs> and Vengeance <laughs> is right there. Real quick. <laughs> did I tell you last year when I came on your show, my friend Chris Bailey, who I may or may not still be watching. Chris Bailey. Chris Bailey. Chris Bailey. Uh, there's a couple the very same. So, um, he got, he saw my top ten that I did for your guys' show and was like, "This is the list of somebody who has no friends." <laughs> and I'm wondering, <laughs> and I'm just wondering when you're like, "What would Rattledge pick for his movies?" It's like, let me think about a loser who's way too into film, <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and then grab them that way. So, Vengeance uh, was one of those movies. That, Vengeance mm-hmm. was one of those I didn't know I'd like, and I almost was sure I didn't, but. It's not come for me. I end up loving it by the end, and it, yeah, I don't. I'm not a big fan of Ashton Kutcher, but his role in this probably made the movie for me. And it's, uh, it's, man. Uh, I I think the only reason you like Vengeance, and I'm just gonna throw this out there, yeah? is one, it takes part in Texas, yeah. and they have the line that if there's a chance, if there's always, if there's the option, it's whatever. Yeah, yeah. Because Chris was here in Tulsa <laughs> recently, uh-huh. and literally I was like, "Where well, do you want to go eat?" And he's like, Whataburger. I go, look, dude, you can grab Whataburger on the way yeah. out. All right. Yeah. We got actually good restaurants. Yeah. Here. I, I, you know, <laughs> I, I, I spent my group in Texas. So, uh, Whataburger is a part of my DNA. Uh, so, uh, but they, they're building a couple here. So, one to actually be close. So, I want to come in then. All right. To see a place. So, for my number nine. Uh huh. Chris, you're going to have to help me because, yeah. you know, I mess up the words sure. a lot. And it, 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 it's it's not funny. It's a brain it? thing I, I got it? from a accident from years ago yeah, I got my, you. my skull. You got me? Yeah. All Is right. it the Emperor William Massive Talent? <laughs> oh, the, the Banshees of Insurance. Okay. All right. The Banshees of Insurance, like to me, <laughs> was the be- that's why I said of Ed Sheeran. Um, the Banshees of Ed Sheeran were like literally <laughs> one of the best movies of the entire year, the watching 
people in early 1900s go through an emotional uh, separation of friendship, which grown men don't know how to do that. Like even today, grown men don't have that uh, emotional training to go through of everything that goes through. And then the craziness that happens that unfolds throughout that movie. Um, at first, when I watched it, I was like, man, this is artsy as fuck. This is totally a Chris movie. This is not my movie, <laughs> you know. I have watched it probably nine times since then, and we only watched it like what a month ago, two months ago. So the thing, like, of, this thing, uh, Martin McDonough is not my favorite European director, like without a doubt. Like with this, with the, like you did in Bruges, you did uh, three billboards, but with this one, it's it seems more personal and it's it's fucking fantastic. I love this movie. It's shot beautifully. Brendan Gleeson uh, and uh, and. <laughs> And Colin Farrell, they have so much chemistry. Colin Farrell. <laughs> yeah. It's, I was it, going to say, it's on the short list for best picture. Oh, well, like, that makes sense. Yeah, and, and it should be. And it should be. Um, there's this great, if you have a guys haven't got the chance, uh, Variety does this thing where it's actor to actor, where they sit down and talk actor to, uh, one actor to another. And there's a great one with Jamie Lee Curtis and Colin Farrell, and them sitting there just talking about their different roles of all uh, of film. And, like, how much they're in love with each other's work and stuff like that. And to be honest, it was, like, the best hands-down interview I think I've seen, like, with Colin Farrell and, like, him getting and how emotional it was to actually do that movie. So, man, I loved it. Mark, number eight. All right, right, a little less artsy-fartsy. Bullet Train. Oh, Bullet Train. Yeah, that's a good one. What's Bullet Train? Come on, Steve. (laughs) Seriously? No, he's not. He's not, he's not really talking about it. Bullet train. <laughs> no, bullet train was yeah. Uh, what did you? What would you love so much about bullet train? Wrong one. So, like I said, almost every movie um, that I picked on my list, I thought was close to perfect. Mm-hmm. And bullet train, bullet train came out at the end of the summer, and the summer was so bad. Yeah, there were so <laughs> many misses, so many wild swings. I didn't even touch the ball. Dark strange. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, or love and uh, you're um, not going to like the rest of my picks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Lightyear. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, uh, so bullet train. So one of the things we talk about on Damn You Hollywood, our Tuesday podcast, uh, where we review new movies, is plug plug. Is um that there's because of the over reliance on known IP. Mm-hmm. You don't get a lot of pure, um, you don't get a lot of like pure movies anymore. 100%. You know, like, I'm with you on that. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. And, and there's almost no fun to be had at the movies. Mm. Like when we were kids, like if you remember, like, again, you're, you're like 12, Chris, but you know, <laughs> <Neil> and I, <laughs> um, <laughs> when we were kids in the, in the, in the stranger world eighties, you know, you would go to the movies and there would be everything from, you know, your artsy fartsy to your, your mid pictures to your blockbusters. Yeah. It was, there was an array of things. And you know, the, um, in two weeks, there's going to be a movie with Gerard Butler coming out and the guy that played Luke Cage called plane. And one of the reasons why we're talking about it is it's one of those just mid tier pure action movies. And so back to bullet train, Bullet Train was stylized. It had a brilliant color palette. A brilliant it cast, moved man. at a great pace. So many movies this year overstayed their welcome in terms of like pacing and just mm-hmm. the absolute length of the movie. Yeah, Black, right. Black Panther. If, Black Panther. Oh my <laughs> god! If I if I have to watch another three hour movie that didn't need to be three hours, I make like a Avatar. Yeah, Avatar. <laughs> yeah. Is like the so worst. many. Yeah. Avatar. Oh my god! I wish I had worst movie that I was made to watch for more than three hours. <laughs> 
There's easily 10 of those. Yeah, um, <laughs> I want the three hours back I spent. Well, I don't want to give it away, but I want the three hours back I wasted on Blonde. Um, <laughs> oh, my point, gosh. Why didn't I put that somewhere? Okay. <laughs> but my point is, like, Bullet Train, what, the reason why I, I put it so high and I have such esteem for it is it's just really pure, really stylized, really fast-paced action movies that's incredibly well acted. The dialogue is crisp. I mean, a lot of care and effort went into this. And I feel like we, because of the way the movie industry is now and, you know, everything after the pandemic and all of that, we're not as trained as we used to be to go to the theater and just watch a fun movie mm -hmm. that, yeah. that is competently made. And so not a I get lot a of people to, are going to go watch uh, right. how, how to lose a guy in 10, guy, in 10 days. You <laughs> no. know, they're not going to go watch it <clears> in the theater anymore. That's, right. That's but they're not going to go watch experience. bullet train either. And so yeah. I, I, this is my opportunity. This is like my soapbox moment to kind of stand and say, Hey, there's movies like bullet train in theaters. I miss all the shit for love and thunder. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like go, go see that. Yeah. Go see the bullet trains and the planes of the world. And, you know, uh, instead of waiting for it to be on Netflix, which is what we're currently doing. And yeah. it doesn't really encourage studios to do more bullet trains. They're going to continue to do more black Adams, yeah. <laughs> you know, and less bullet trains. If we don't go to the movies and see the bullet trains. So how many more movies that I have in my top five? Are you going to like just <laughs> blurt out? On, I'm going to really golden shower your whole fucking list. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, <laughs> what is your number eight pick? Uh, well, uh, but it's not number seven, right? Yeah, well, it's number seven. No, we're number eight, dude. Oh, we're number eight. Okay, the menu. The menu. We talked about the menu. That's number seven. Oh, yeah. We already talked about the yeah. menu. So you like the menu because you're really in love with um with Anna Joy, and you said that it, that was your Paul pass? Is well, that what I heard? Well, that, and also Hong Chow's great, and she's like the unsung hero in that movie. Hong Chow? She's great. Like, almost, no, fucking everyone in that movie was so good. And and the thing about the menu is, like, uh, talked about creativity. Also, just, uh, I, I'm going to get a little high here. There's, there's symbolism all throughout that movie. I mean, that, that island's basically just purgatory, right? <laughs> and, and the, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of, like, you know, and rewatching it, like, I literally, that's what I think, too. It's like that island is actually purgatory. Like, that is something that you, are, are we interrupting you during dinner time, buddy? Are you okay there? I saw that. I saw that. I, I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here drinking beer the whole time and smoking, and you're like, I got to eat food without nobody watching. You can eat all you want. Yeah. Oh, you. Just stay away from the mic when you do. Yeah. Please stop shaming me. Don't shame me I for being but, hungry. Just, you know, I, I ate before this, so I, I, uh, I'm good. But, uh, All right, so since we already talked about the menu, here's my number eight. I don't know if you guys agree with it. I don't care if you do or not because I fucking loved it, and that is Prey. Mm, yeah, get on the fuck out of here. Yeah, the reason I liked this was because it was the actual – it's the only Predator movie done well besides the Predator. <laughs> like, it was actually... Low bar to clear, bud. <laughs> huh? <laughs> low bar to clear. It's not a low bar to clear, especially when I'm a huge Predator fan. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It, it, see this filing cabinet right here? Right about that drawer right there. Let me ask After you a question. You're, you're a metal fan, right? Let me ask you a question with your, mm -hmm. your, your pick of Prey which I'm not going to call you out because I know what's really happening here. Do you cry <laughs> for the Indians, Neil? Do you cry for the Indians? You know, uh, my wife is half Native American, right? Oh, I'm sure. And I, and I feel like that's why you picked it. You're like, 
which one will get me laid tonight? <laughs> the, the Indian movie. I actually picked it because, to be honest, because I really love that they did the whole, we don't get to see the bad guy until the end. Like, they really played it out. They made it, the characters, uh, I thought were really good going back and forth. And to be honest, it's one of the most rewatched movies I've watched. And again, you, rewatchability is my number it. one thing. You picked it to get invited to Hollywood parties. You're one of those. <laughs> Hollywood <people>. parties, yay! <laughs> You're like, notice me. From notice me. No, invite me to the party with the guys from Variety. <laughs> oh gosh! All so right. I only come on See, once a year. Chris Bailey agrees with me. Chris Bailey. Chris Bailey I... has the taste of a toddler. Chris, oh, Chris, Chris Bailey squared. <laughs> Chris Bailey, Chris Bailey, Chris Bailey will tell you all about the GoBots. You can't go by him. Oh man, when Drax beat up the GoBot in Holiday, that was quality. All right, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday yeah. special. Anyway, have you seen that? Yeah, I have. It's great. Oh my god, it's only forty-five minutes. I mean. I think I've watched it like five times because I was like, oh, people, you got to watch this. It's the best new Christmas song. We watched it oh, twice. <laughs> I, I, so I, one, of the, one of the adults that I adopted made me watch it with just her. And then we, we laughed so hard at it, we made the whole family watch. Yeah, it's great. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's, it's like I know a lot of people are like more Star Wars. I'm like, I love the Mantis Drax duo. That was. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, it was yeah, perfect. Dude, it was great. That you ate all their Zarg nuts. <laughs> Nobody cares that I ate the Zarg nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Mark. Number seven. <laughs> Top Gun Maverick. Mm-hmm. Top Gun what? Ma- Maverick. Top Gun number seven. Top Gun Maverick. Top Gun Maverick. Did I even <laughs> put that on here? I did not. I, I, even put that. I did not put that. Um, on this is poster. this is my toxic male pick of the year. Okay. Um, this is this is the one that brought the men, men, back to the theaters, and those men brought their sons, yeah, and they sprayed testosterone testosterone all over that theater and that testosterone brought everyone back to the theaters top gun maverick single-handedly saved the year in cinema in the year yeah, of our war 2020 i'll totally agree and again uh like avatar and, and i'm not this is the only reason i'm comparing the two mm-hmm. is it is a movie that you have to see yeah, in, in the theater. theater. I saw it. I don't see movies typically more than once. I saw it three times in the theater. Granted, two of those were two different dates and one was my son. But still, um, <laughs> I, I saw it three times in the theater. And every time I noticed something different, every time was a kind of a different experience for me. Uh, Top Gun Maverick. It's a thrilling movie. I'll it, say that. Yeah, and I then mean, Miles Teller in it was amazing, and like like playing Goose's son, mm-hmm. and like hey, it's well, I'm joking. <laughs> in, in many ways, it's it's very it's perfect. I mean, there's not a lot craft wise that's wrong with it. It's 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 a slight movie, but I think you can get away with being slight when the rest of the craft elements are where they need to be. It looks great. It's acted well. The plot makes... By the way, I don't know if you guys watch like the pitch meetings on, oh, on yeah. YouTube. I do one too, yeah. Every, <laughs> so you're doing a Star Wars, right? Yeah. Like, what's that? That's Chewbacca celebrating. And I didn't think of it at the time, but when, he point, when the pitch meeting guy pointed it out, I was like, holy shit. But I think it does go to something I'm going to say about another movie that's on my list. You can do tropey. You can do familiar. It's how you do it. Mm-hmm. People respond to familiar. Top Gun Maverick 
rest firmly in the familiar, but in a way yeah. that is competent. Yeah. That's why it's on it's, my top. It ten. wasn't a cash grab, right? Uh, right? The one thing I do remember about Top Gun Maverick is that I saw more guns rights t-shirts at the screening of this <laughs> than anywhere I've seen ever. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, uh, so uh, it, it was we little, live in the Midwest. That's saying something. Yeah, it's, a little, <laughs> it's a little propagandist. So, like, so I walked in there and I'm like, God, like, uh, I'm not these people at all. But the movie is a very thrilling movie. It's great acting. Uh, the action of it, I mean, it's better action-wise than the original Top Gun when it comes to that. Like, like and Jennifer Connelly is like a million years old. And she's, she's so fucking so hot. So fucking still. hot, dude. Oh my Jesus god. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> Man, I totally forgot. I got all these facts I put up here for people to read the, during the whole entire thing. <laughs> and there's one of them. All right. Um, should I go for mine? Number what? Seven for me? Yeah. Right? Numbers. Numbers. Number seven. The best true horror film I saw this year that's actually terrifying is Barbarian. Barbarian is number seven for me. All right. So, everybody, here it is. This is the first one me and Chris got exactly the same oh, one. Oh, really? On the same okay. number. Real, real quick. So far, every you guys have picked all shit I haven't seen, and now I feel like the dumb one. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. So, Barbarian, when you see it, like before you know anything, you think it's like some fucking shitty medieval like film. No, this takes place in modern day Detroit, and it is a fucking terrifying movie. Yeah. So I've been, I, I'm from Northern Indiana. I've gone through modern day <laughs> Detroit many times in my teenage years going to uh, Canada. Cause you used to be able to drink up there when you're 18. Um, so <laughs> like I used to drive up through Detroit and we're talking, they literally had um, potholes the size of your car <laughs> that you would have to drive on the sidewalk. There was packs of wild dogs that go through neighborhoods like mauling people. I'm not kidding. Mad Max times? Where were you? Yeah, dude. I'm telling you, there are parts of Detroit that are very post-apocalyptic. Barbarian plays off of that yeah, because Mm -hmm. of being uh, in this Detroit ghetto. And um, uh, ghetto is just better for a better of a lack of term. But, like, literally, it is just, like, one of the movies that all years long that, like, literally was just, it, it made me feel feelings inside my soul. So, Ruku, why is the Weird Al pay effect up now? It's on a rotation, bro. There's okay. I, can do it. I, I, I did 25 of them. What do you want? Okay. I can only right. do so much. So, one life. of the things about Rain is it, it's one of the movies that legitimately shocked me. Um, there's a point in this, I'm not giving it away, but like, like there is a straight twist that happens, and I never saw it coming. It, it, it blew my fucking mind. And the way they. they the characters in this, like fucking Bill Skarsgård's in this, he's great, uh, and Justin Long is in it. Like you, Justin Long is it plays a major douchebag. Yeah, yeah, it's like one. the biggest douchebag. And, and it knocks it out of the park. It's um one of those movies too that like um you really think that it's going one direction and it goes completely a different direction than what you think it's going. Yeah, I can't wait to see this director's next movie. The director uh, is one of the whitest kids you know from the. I don't remember which one. I should have done the. Facts on that, but yeah, I fucking love Barbarian. It's my favorite, like actual true horror film of the year. Or something that that was actually legitimately terrifying to me. I can't believe we both picked it for number seven. <laughs> Barbarian, yeah, go see it tomorrow. Okay, so Mark number six. Oh, that's right, you said Barbarian. Okay, smile. Oh, not my list. What? Oh, I've been like hinting at it this whole time, and you guys are like, "Oh, that's what you're talking about." Yeah, yeah, that, that's um, okay. Smile was a fantastic 
Big horror movie smile. Everything I about Top Gun double down for smile. It is all the tropes. It is all the it is all the familiar uh, pillars that hold up a good horror movie, but done just differently. That I think it makes it an interesting movie. There were I think uh, some might say that they were a little too dependent on jump scares, but I think a jump. I think not all jump scares are created equal, and some are. Some movies are too overly reliant on them, and they're dumb, and they're just doing them to do them. And then there's Smile, which I think makes effective use of them and reminds us why we have jump scares in the first place. I think Smile, while familiar, is also a legitimate, legitimately scary movie, a interesting movie. One of the now I talked before about working in correctional institutions um, as a mental health professional. What I enjoyed about the movie is what it play, it, it, how it plays with psychology. I like the fact that it plays yeah. with mm-hmm. mental health and it really uses it uh, and, and makes that the focus of the movie. So it's not just gore and it's not just jump scares. There's something going. The movie has a perspective. And I say this all the time on Damn You Hollywood, Tuesdays at 9 o'clock on the <laughs> W2M. Um, <laughs> to all seven people that, watching. <laughs> thank you. Um, and that is... I don't care what your perspective is as long as you have one. So many movies, it's just a collection of scenes and dialogue, mm-hmm. but there's no pers- there's no cohesive perspective to it. It's not saying anything. It's just existing for, for its own sake. Mm-hmm. Smile had a very distinct perspective, whether you agreed with it or not, whether you recognize it or not, and that's why it's in my top 10. Okay. Now, when we did it, when yeah. we originally reviewed it, the, the mm-hmm. major, biggest problem with it with me was the fact mm-hmm. that it didn't give me back history of why that was what was and happening. And then there's, there's, like the, little, there's the aspect that little, didn't need it. This. But now that you're giving me your perspective on it, mm-hmm. I actually opened up some, my eyes to it. Mm-hmm. Now I want to go rewatch it and have that information in my head. Um, yeah, yeah, Mark, you like did, you did, you did pre- on it. Yeah, you, your view on it is actually really interesting, and it does make me back on it more favorably. Um, I saw it in theaters that... Uh, there's one big jump scare that I saw a dude next to me drop all his popcorn for it. <laughs> that was one surprising admission for me. So I took my, I took this girl that I was dating at the time mm-hmm. to go see Pearl and, and at Pearl, they had the trailer for smile. And she was like, will you take me to see that next? And I was like, sure. And like a week or two later I did. And the whole time she was like, I can't believe you made me see this, which was a sign. She was a lunatic, but also um, <laughs> like, this is somebody who's telling me how much they're into horror and she fucking couldn't handle smile. That's crazy. I, really? I was like, I'm not really a horror person. I've had to watch a lot of it just through the course of doing the show. And because mm-hmm. I'm surrounded by gore hounds. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I watch more than I watch more. I watched more as a podcast than I have in my entire life. I, I'm with you. But the I same thoroughly, way. I mean, I a, yeah. yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed smile. Like I was into it, man. Okay. Well, uh, Chris, uh, my number six, what? number six, glass onion. Wait, easy. What? Yeah. Glass onion. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, well, this is, it's just as good as the original knives out, which I loved a uh, glass onion is just another, uh, expertly crafted mystery. I mean, it's, it's, it's just so fucking good. <laughs> That's all I can say about it. Like, it's fun. It's uh, it's like you were saying, Mark, you don't find in theaters anymore. This one's a fun movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's uh, bright. It's uh, It's got all these things that I want in a, a star cast. So, and the greatest pro wrestler turn actor. 
ever. Yeah. No argument Dave there. Batista. Yeah. Like okay, so good. Dave Batista like plays so many different roles. I can't wait to see uh Knock at the, the Cabin. cabin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, with M. Night Shyamalan. Um, she to know, but yeah. like he always plays so many different roles. Like The Rock, you know what you're gonna see when you go see The Rock. <laughs> yeah, like you get it. Uh, John Cena is going to comedy. It seems like you know, with uh, especially with Peacemaker and such like that. But uh, Batista, like I, you would never think if you met Batista, which I have twice. Um, Come. literally, <laughs> like uh, that you would play the the uh, the uh, you know. I'm the Manhattanist male. I'm the hey, big. Hang, hang on. I've met Batista too. I rolled jujitsu with him. <laughs> I had a beer and a shot. <laughs> Whatever. You took his dick too, dude? Jesus we Christ. Touched our sweaty whale. We touched our sweaty male bodies together. I win. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. We only so, saved fluid. A glass onion is, is one of is my number six. It's just. It's just so good. I don't want to talk about it too much because there's so much involved, but uh, Janelle Monáe, fantastic. Edward Norton. Edward Norton. Uh, that was like one of the, and, you know, yeah, because he, he plays a douchebag, which he kind of is right now. The so, return to Kate like, Hudson. It, who it, I'd seen for, the return Kate to Kate Hudson. Hudson. They found Kate Hudson from the 90s? I, uh, yeah, I guess so. Hey, Melissa. <laughs> Kate Hudson's in a movie. And, uh, this, this is, this is a Kate little Kate Hudson from the 90s. And uh, you guys, man, was a Joseph Gordon-Levitt was in it as the hourly dong in it. He did the voice of that. Oh, actually, actually, <laughs> you know what? To be honest, uh, right there. There it is. Boom. Okay, there we go. Look at that. <laughs> Early Dong is voiced so, by George. So, Glass Onion, George, number six for me. What's number six for you, pal? Number six for me uh, was already said. Um, actually, our good buddy Mark already said it. Yeah, that's right, buddy. I, I loved it, too. It's Top Gun <laughs> Maverick. Like, literally, it, I, I totally agreement with Mark. It is the movie that brought people back to the cinema after the the pandemic, after everything that went crazy in the world, it was the one that it was the first time I saw more than ten people in the movie theater. Like um, when that mo- when I went to see that movie, it was the first time it, it felt like an audience was there and not just me sitting in a corner writing notes like I had been doing for the past two years. Can I tell you the most often repeated phrase besides "shut up" or "you're going in a holding cell" said by a detention deputy? is I don't go to the theater and every single one of them went to Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> <laughs> so so oh that, that, my God. now since we should probably say our top five for the very end, you guys want to pivot to worst? Of course, that's what I was going to do. Chris, I, I was leading this very well. I'm telling you. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, I say we each just list our five. Okay. Let's just go for it. Let's start with so, uh, Mark, since you Mark won it, Mark, give us your top five worst movies of the year. Coming in at number five, Fantastic Beats and the in the Secrets of Dumbledore. Almost in my list. Almost in my list. Yeah. I time stopped, and <laughs> and somehow I still aged. It was awful. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Okay. Um, that movie was like the worst. Oh, like, so bad. It just seemed like it went on forever. Yeah. I, I tried so hard to get into it because Chris loves his uh his 
his uh, Harry Potter. I do not. My love, my life loves Harry Potter. Her Harry Potter. I don't love it. You go to Chris's house, literally within Chris's again, house again is like a whole. I, my wife has has of that nothing but Harry Potter stuff. That's Leah's stuff. Well, like I've never shit. seen the love between two men look less hot <laughs> than in Fantastic. <laughs> I know Dumbledore. I know. Like that what set. Like, Johnny Depp. Th- it made sense. <laughs> that <laughs> set. Like, Johnny Depp. That, that set gay men back at least. 20 years. It was always so bad. <laughs> so you get What's number four? nothing. You lose. <laughs> Good day, sir. Alright. Alright, uh, do I keep going or are we going around Robin mm-hmm. still? Let's keep going. Okay. The studio the worst performing movie in Universal's studio releases this year. A movie that its marketing line was from the studio. That brought you Jason Bourne because they had nothing going on with this movie. The three five five baby. Oh, we didn't see three five five. Oh, the three five five. Oh my god! I'm, I, I'm we, glad I, I see totally it. forgot that. I cut that. I, so I cut out part of the podcast TikTok. That's when I and are like discussing how they couldn't market this movie worth a shit. Like. <laughs> We had we did a whole bit of like, well, who's your star here? Jessica Chastain. Who? <laughs> Fuck. She's in Dark Phoenix. Nobody saw Dark Phoenix. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that fucking lineup. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like who here? It's uh it's well, I mean Penelope Cruz. What's the last <laughs> thing Penelope Cruz was in that anyone gave a shit about? Yeah, good point. You know, and like Lapita Luongo was like what, third or fourth billing in Black Panther is her biggest claim to fame. What wasn't she in like the Christopher Nolan thing. I don't remember Christopher Nolan shit because it all sucked. But, you know, whatever. Anyway. 355 was awful. So bad. Um, all right. <laughs> it was so hard to pick between the three shit Marvel movies this year. But I had to pick one and to be in my top ten. So in the third position, in the number three worst movie of the year, Thor, Love and Idiocy. Oi. Thor, Love and Thunder, really? I I oh, my God. I didn't hate it, but... uh. Uh, it's definitely no. not this it's definitely was, a middling movie for me. It was fucking trash. <laughs> oh like, and God, I'm not one of these like neck beardy, I hate women, she hulk has to go. It's I'm personally now uh incontinent and because Daredevil did the walk of shame on She Hulk. I'm not one of those people. Yay, She Hulk. I defended that show. I love that love, show. Yeah, good. Um people, you know, who aren't like fucking incels should love that show. Um <laughs> Thor Love, and Sun- Thor Love and Thunder was so bad. Badly acted. Their treatment of the cancer storyline missed the fucking point and the yeah, tone I'm with entirely. You I'm with you on that. Uh, uh, the comic book. You're right. Yeah. You're 100% correct because I, I, I've read the Mighty Thor. Uh, I've read uh, the first, uh, I think, 35 mm-hmm. issues or 30 Look, issues of it. Not to be a downer and not to make this about me, but I am a two-time cancer, two-time, two-time, oh, cancer two-time, two-time, two-time. <laughs> yeah, I beat cancer twice. Um, no, um, <laughs> I, um, <laughs> scissor me, scissor me, scissor me, daddy. Just as an aside, I made an entire house of women and children watch a supercut of Anthony Bowen's scissoring bi- uh, Billy Gunn and ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> scissor me, scissor me, bro. Anyway. Chris, tell me what that is later. Look, I'm not saying that every not not every dealing with cancer has to on film has to be 
American splendor. Yeah. However, there is a tone. There is a respectful tone at which things should be treated as. Mm-hmm. If you're going to do the Natalie Portman, she Thor cancer storyline, give it some time. Give it some give air. It some, give it yeah. Some give it some appropriate tone. Give it some appropriate pacing. No, no. First of all, nobody that had cancer looks like that. Um, yeah. and it's just, I really hated the way that they did that. Um, Taika Waititi is a one trick pony and he got away with it with Ragnarok because he really did appeal to the widest of white audiences with mm. that. And there was just enough humor balanced with just enough of everything else that if, unless you're like a hardcore comic Thor fan of which I know a few, you can get away with Ragnarok once it's like Daffy duck in the devil suit. You can do that once, once, he, once. You can't get it twice. No, he tried. He tried again with the same shtick, and it did not work for Love and Thunder. It's awful. So, what was your uh, thoughts on Jojo Rabbit then? Let's go deep diving. Other movies that have nothing to do with this year. Fine. Okay. So I have a I have a prescription. Doctor Adelitz has a prescription for Neil. For if you're having insomnia and you need a movie to sleep to at night. Uh, Firestarter, which was Dane made on Peacock. that anywhere. I mean, I totally forgot that movie. Oh my god, I done with you one on this one, dude. Oh my, I, I would. I, stu- I've seen student films that were better than this. <laughs> it's so fucking bad. A guy can't stand Firestarter. It's like Firestarter is like somebody took a handful of Quaaludes and the book and mixed them together and voila, the mo- this piece of shit. The acting in it was also fucking terrible. Like like Zac Efron, uh, uh, the, uh, the worst dad I've ever seen on screen. And period. Like, yeah. goddamn. Uh, it's like what? What? It, what was it? What was this? What was this movie? Because I have no idea. What is up with fucking up Stephen King's book so much? <laughs> what was the What was the game plan here? It's like, hey, you know, Firestarter with Drew Barrymore. Yeah, is there any way to make it worse? <laughs> is, there any, is, is there any way to make it the absolutely worst? Can right. we get somebody worse than David Keith's acting to do <laughs> this movie? Um, and what's yeah. your number one worst movie of twenty twenty two? You know what it is. Everyone knows what it is. Everyone except my son knows this is the worst movie of the year. There's not a single person who reviews and studies film that would disagree with what I'm about to say. And anyone that does, you're either an eight-year-old boy or you don't know movies. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen of the movies that don't suck and some that do uh, audience, it's Morbin time. <laughs> yeah, Morbius <laughs> is fucking awful. Morbius was the worst piece of shit captured on film. It is so bad. I mean, you want to talk about like you got nothing right? It's poorly paced. It's too long. It's poorly acted. The CGI was shit. The story was shit. They couldn't save this thing with hardcore nudity if they tried. <laughs> they could have. They could have made every girl naked that everybody wants to see naked in the entire universe of nakedness. <laughs> Uh, in this movie, and it could not have saved this fucking movie. This is a piece that of shit. Movie dude. It was, was so bad. Yeah, shit. This was hot garbage. <sighs> Man. Chris, we, we, we do we do a bit on our show since this happened, and I go I go through like the top ten worldwide, and I go now here are all the movies doing currently doing better than Morbius. We spent a year laughing at <laughs> Morbius because it was so bad. Oh my gosh! All right, my number five, Chris. Number five is Firestarter. We talked about it. It's fucking awful. It's the mm-hmm. worst. I mean, it's one of the worst Stephen King actors you've ever seen. This one's just, it's so bad. Oh, man, like, like, I remember I watched it. My wife, she's like, she left the room. She's like, fuck this shit. 
so well on Firestarter. And it, uh, so, but my number four, The Invitation. Uh, we talked about The Invitation. It's the worst fucking, it's so fucking slow. And it, it it builds to nothing. It builds to something that I was like, this is fucking stupid. Like, I remember, I remember like, uh, oh, man, I just, I don't. <clears throat> we didn't even have a good time talking about no, it. No, like, I, I have, like, I have 10. I think it was the, the shortest w- amount of time we talked about a movie. I have 10 on my list because I don't follow instructions. <laughs> that was number seven, by the okay, way. Okay, okay. Invitation's nice, fucking nice. awful. Like, and, and even yeah. the, I don't want to give away because people might want to see it, but, but like, mm, Fuck the fuck. There's dude. no reason to. Yeah, There's whatever. No I'm, to. I'm done. There, I'm not. Go see uh, um, uh, Ready or Not yeah. or something like yeah, that. Go yeah. see that had the same idea. But it sounds so much better. The imitation is literally the vampire movie. If you try to bring back vampires, it yeah. was not the yeah, way to yeah. do it. Uh, and then uh, number three for me, Morbius. We talked about Morbius. It was just uh, mm-hmm. a abortion movie. Um, and then I'm going to skip past that. Number two for me is Disney's Pinocchio. The fucking soulless bullshit movie that didn't need to be made. I was like, what? It was so fucking bad. I mean, it didn't make my top 10, but it is awful. Yeah, it, it's, it's soulless. And like, mm-hmm. I, I never knew that Tom Hanks had hammed up that much because he did. And I, when did he stop being a good actor? I, what happened? Like, he's, yeah, like, what happened to Tom Hanks? Yeah. So, like, uh, uh, we all know what happened to him. <laughs> he's a dirty pervert. Drugs. Drugs. <laughs> yeah. yeah See, I mean, just, come on. Uh, okay, Disney's Pinocchio. If you're with Disney, they gave you the good drugs. That's the bad drugs from Florida. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> so, you know. So, Disney's Pinocchio is the uh, the it's, it's why I think Disney is also one of the most iconic American brands and one of the most evil corporations is they put out shit like this. Okay. Yeah. yeah there's there's no one, one for you. There's no yeah, one there's creatively a, minding the star of Disney yeah. anymore. So number one is a movie that no one saw, but we saw on Netflix, <laughs> so I had to bring it up. It's called Brazen. It had Alyssa Milano in it. It's a lifetime movie on, but it's really just a Netflix put out, and it's fucking awful. It is the worst movie I've seen this year by far. And I, I'm I'm really sorry, Neil, that I made you watch it. But yeah, I don't Chris want to me watch it. There's not there's not much no, to no, talk no, about. No, no, no. Let, 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 let's stop the conversation for you right now. Because okay, right. let's go through my top five <laughs> worst movies I saw this year. Okay. Are you ready? Because guess how many of them you made me fucking watch, you <laughs> asshole. All right, let's start. Everyone, everyone except for two of them. Okay. Two of them. <laughs> one, number five. Boom. Holly, Holly, Halloween. You wanted is. to watch that. Oh my God. Raw, raw, an angry mob. Raw, raw. <laughs> oh my God. This movie was not needed. No. You should have just done the Halloween. You should have killed them off at the end of Halloween. We didn't need Halloween kills. We didn't need Halloween ends. Oh my gosh. This is like the prequel to Star Wars. We didn't need Attack of the Clones. <laughs> we didn't need 50% of Revenge of the Sith. Like, uh, like just get rid of it. It's not number my top four. ten. It's it's not the worst. I think it was the worst movie, but yeah, it's not good. Yeah, it, it, it's not a good ending. It, it just pissed me off. Number yeah. four, Chris, you're right on the button. Yes, Disney's Pinocchio. Screw that movie in the goat ass. If you guys like, really want to see a good Pinocchio, just like, see Del Toro's because that's a decent one. You know? Oh my yeah, god! Well, or go just see the cartoon. I don't care. I was, I was gonna say Del Toro's. This is my honorable mention for top ten of the year. Cool. We'll get to that here. At, we'll get that at number two. At number two, we'll do that after number two. Yeah. Um, the invitation was my number three. Yep. Yep. Of course, same reason. It was blah 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 blah. Uh, Morpheus. <laughs> Morpheus. <was> number two. 
<laughs> whatever morpheus and of course the same as you chris the number one worst movie that we saw this year was brazen on netflix oh my god it was like do you know like those the, remember late night cinemax do you remember yeah. that back yeah, in the sure. day it's, it's like it was like it was like Skidamax, but no porn, yeah, 90s, no titties, so. but no porn, oh, no whoo, nudity. Why would you then? Why yeah, yeah. You? yeah, yeah. It was like it was like the worst sitcom movie show I've ever seen ever. It was so bad to this day. I wish I could get that time back. I would have probably like. I would rather be addicted to meth than to watch that movie again. Like, right. literally, I hate that movie. Neil. Yeah, no titties, so yeah, I was yeah. upset about it. Yeah. Neil, daddy, may I please read my top, my, my bottom yeah. five worst please of the year? Do. Just please do, do it. Do. Please do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. Go for All it. All right, cool. Would you like for the cold you daddy? Don't answer that. Um, I'm like, mommy. So. <laughs> <laughs> He's mommy. Hey. Made it so much weirder, but so much hotter. All right, here we go. Um, at number six, no exit. Did you watch this piece of shit? Did you guys cover it? Yeah. This, was this, this hot garbage on Hulu? Oh, no exit? No, yeah. no, no, no. I'm going to look it up right now to figure out what okay. it is. Yeah, we heard- I think it was one of those movies we talked about, but we didn't do. Okay. So no exit from Hulu. You guys already said the invitation. I'm really surprised one of you guys didn't say Spiderhead, unless you didn't watch it. I didn't see Spiderhead. We didn't watch Spiderhead. Oh my god! I did, yeah. we had been looking forward to it because of Chris Hemsworth and everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. And since like 2021, and it finally got released. We finally watched it. We were like, "Woof! Not worth the wait." This was <laughs> god awful. Okay. Uh, oh, Windfall. you know what? You know what? There's other movies that came out that year. That the uh, the two mm-hmm. three weeks that that came out, and mm-hmm. then right. we just surpassed it. And then okay. we heard the bad reviews of it, and we didn't. Yeah, yeah that's for right. It. Yeah. We were like, eh, "Yeah, it was that. not a good, not a good choice for me to review." Uh, Windfall. So I reviewed that. What a show that was. I reviewed that one at the same time that we reviewed Deep Water, uh-huh. and I we spent like an hour just talking about polyamory. Memory <laughs> <laughs> of that fucking review. <laughs> Because we finally get to win. Man, I thought you were going to say that was your favorite movie of the year because uh, I had (laughs) it ready. I had it prepared. (laughs) I I did. I did. Number one. I'm waiting for it. Deep Water, Top Gun. Um, (laughs) And the worst, my number 10, we've already mentioned it, fucking Blonde. Yeah. Another one I was really looking forward to all year. I could not wait to talk about Blonde. And it was like, it was like somebody filmed a movie while on acid with a kaleidoscope. It was like, <laughs> what the fuck? Was blonde? blonde was so bad, my wife almost divorced me. That's oh, how bad Blonde was. <laughs> she tolerated a lot oh. of shit from me this year. A lot of, abu- oh lot of abuse and neglect, but Blonde was a step too far. <laughs> that, that's, uh, that, that is, that's a true. All right. Oh, my God. Back to the main list. Yes, now sir. we are at number five. Mark, start us off. What is your number five movie of the year? <clears throat> Violent night. <laughs> Holy night. Yeah. I wish Violent the, night. I was, hoping, is- I was hoping. I was just wishing in my soul that somebody would say this movie at some point. <laughs> Night is damn near perfect. I saw it with my buddy, one of my adopted adults, Kelsey, and we were like giddy. <laughs> we, we walked out of that movie. We were like, oh, Viking Santa with a hammer. Yes, please. I'm, I, I'm we glad were, it's going to join the movies of, uh, of Christmas that will be stuck with three of you. Now we year. can finally talk about this. 
Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. Uh, Violent Night is definitely a Christmas movie. Yeah, I so need we can all be violently behind. I need the Viking cinematic universe where Violent Night <laughs> and the Northmen exist in the same place. <laughs> oh my god! I was, uh, yes, sir. They are. They are talking already. Harper has. Uh, Harper is already. I, I was about to say Hooper. Uh, <laughs> Harper. Har, uh, David Harper has already been uh, talking about two sequels to this movie. Nice. nice. Yeah, Violet Night was Violet Night was super fantastic. Um, very all, all the craft elements are there. David Harbour gives an outstanding. John Leguizamo gives an outstanding performance. Oh, John! John was, was and then uh, Beverly D'Angelo mm. even as the bitch mm. grandma. Yeah, I didn't know her face was made of bread now, but she was great in this. <laughs> <laughs> and sorry, look, I, as a father of uh, as a father of six people, I don't get a lot of presents for Christmas. Yeah. But I got one early when I got to see Beverly D'Angelo get punched in the mush <laughs> and her bready mush. Oh. It was great. But Clark. Yeah. So my number five. How crazy is it that she's now part of two movies that will go down in Christmas history? Oh, yeah. Good point. Uh, All right. Now, number five. The Unbearable Way of Massive Talent. Number five for me. Uh, What is that? The Unbearable Way of Massive Talent. The Unbearable Way of Massive Talent. I don't know what that is. Dude, you have a poster on the back of your wall right next to you right there. Yeah. So uh, I, I would, I've been waiting for, uh, forward to this movie because uh, I'm a Nick Cage guy, and I fucking love the Imperial Master movie. It's so, I mean, I, I'm getting the feeling you didn't like it that much, Mark, just by seeing you over there. But like, I never saw it. Oh well, it's. You never saw the unbearable weight of massive talent. I did not see the unbearable weight of massive talent. Let me just tell you about how cool it could be. It's. Like, it's a uh, it's smart it's, it's Nicholas Cage. It's funny. Play it's Nicholas Cage. It's meta and I'm in sure a movie about Nicholas Cage. <laughs> all right. Poor, so poor Chris. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it happens all the time. <laughs> uh, but um, no, so uh, it's 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 stylish, it's funny, it's uh meta, it's exciting, it's it's got everything I want out of uh I mean, it's Nicholas Cage saying himself so you know, uh, he's had a good run with, especially with Mandy, a couple of years ago. That I just can't, I can't keep take my eyes. I love off. Mandy. We still love Mandy. Yeah. It's like one of our favorite. It's my creepy. It's my top horror hey, movies. Hang on, one sec. You said you said Mandy. Have you guys ever seen Too Old to Die Young? No. Sure. Okay. So, comic book writer. Uh, gosh, um, I can't remember the guy's name, but he's known for like writing a lot of crime noir. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Teamed up with uh, Refn, who directed Drive. Yeah, yeah. So Refn fucked up and with me when he came to Only God Forgives, though. We, we actually reviewed that. <laughs> anyway, they did a show together, a crime show called Too Old to Die Young. Mm-hmm. Do me a favor. When we're done here, mm-hmm. just Google, just YouTube Mandy Car Chase Too Old to Die Young. You'll thank me in the morning. Okay, I will. <laughs> it, is, it is the car chase. Write that, that broke- down, Chris. I want, I want to know this okay. info. Write it it down. is the car chase that broke my daughter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. Um, and that's, Go ahead. Whose turn is it? It's, it's your number turn. Five. Uh, it's your turn now. Is it my turn? Yeah. Oh, we all know. We all know. Now we're in my top five. You know it's going to be nothing but craziness from here on out. Here we go. Black Adam, Black Panther, Avatar. I'm so pissed if you pick Black Adam in this list. I'm so mad at you. The Batman Mm. is number five in my list because this is the only good Batman movie that came out since Tim Burton has left the goddamn helms. Fuck all you... Christopher Nolan, little bitches. This actually got story right. I actually cried. 
You cried? I like cried. Happiness? I was so happy. <laughs> I cried oh. tears of joy when it was over because I waited 45, almost 46 years to finally see the perfect Batman movie. The Batman movie I've been waiting for my entire life. See, I the, thought I thought you cried because after it was three hours, you had to pee so badly that you finally got to. You cried. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just peed on the floor. I wasn't, I wasn't going to miss anything. <laughs> I've rewatched this movie. This movie has been the backdrop to like me washing dishes, doing laundry, like everything around the houses will be on all my TVs around the house. Mm -hmm. Like why I'm doing stuff. Like when I'm ranting, like, I don't know what to put on. Batman comes right on. In fact, I'm playing Gotham Knights right now. I'm halfway through the game already. <laughs> I, uh, I, I won't tell you where it's in my top five, but it's in my top five. And <clears throat> I, I came home and my wife was like, let me tell you about all the people. And I'm like, will you shut up for five seconds? I have to tell you about Batman. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was, I, it made me feel young again, like when the world was new. That's how good the Batman was. You're, you're I, talking kid, about a guy who not only uh, the Batman came out, then we lost mm -hmm. the great uh, Kevin Conroy. Mm -hmm. uh, which I had a touching emotional moment yeah, with when yeah. I met. Did met you roll jujitsu with him? Huh? <laughs> Did you roll jujitsu with him? No, but <laughs> I, I went to an autograph signing with him and we had a conversation. And when we, uh, I left, uh, they ask you what to write down on the piece of paper. And I was like, I don't mm -hmm. know, to Neil. I, I, fucking, I, I like everything. <laughs> I like everything to me so nobody can sell it when I die. Um, so <laughs> it's like to Neil. And then I went up there and I talked to him and I was like, hey, man, I just want you to know every time I read a comic book, every time I got something where it's not a voice hearing, you're the voice I hear when I hear when I see Batman. You're you're the Batman in my comic books. And he's like, Man, that's awesome. You want to take a picture? And it's like, no, I didn't pay the 20 bucks for that. He goes, It doesn't matter. Take a picture with me, man. Aww. So we take a picture and we talk for a little bit more. We leave, go through the side curtain. Uh my friend goes, Hey dude, did you look at this picture? And I was like, No. And then on the picture it says, To Neil, I will always be your Batman, Kevin Conroy. Uh, over a year ago when No Way Home came out, we did mm -hmm. the review for it. And I did an entire bit about how people like sh clapping and shouting at the screen as if it was a stage play. And they mm -hmm. were trying to interact with the actors like you people are idiots. It's a fucking movie. They can't hear you. Yeah. And so we're getting and I, and I started to scream. We're getting to the point with movies where people are going to start throwing roses, roses, Robert Winfrey. <laughs> They'll throw roses at the screen. And then I shook my son and told him to go to bed because um, I was having a meltdown. Um, I bring that up because I totally would have thrown roses at the Batman. Yeah. If I had them. I, they, I yeah. love that movie so much. Okay. <sighs> Number four. Going to you, Mark. Ain't nobody dope as me. I'm just so fresh and clean. Ladies and gentlemen from Hulu. Fresh. 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 Yeah, oh I love fresh. I love fresh. Love fresh. Love fresh. Oh my God. How good is Chris knows because me and Chris, we're yeah. tight now. Yeah. Chris, you how good is fresh? Fresh is so good. Fresh is it was one of those movies that my wife uh, uh she went to she suggested it and I was like, it was one film mm -hmm. like, thank God we watched that movie. Fresh is uh, one of the most creative things I've seen this year. It's uh, should, mm -hmm. it's the best thing to go into knowing almost nothing, and then that happens. Right, and uh, you, we we spoil the fuck out of every movie. <laughs> I couldn't tell people what the, we were talking about. It we're like they, we don't want to tell you what the big hook is, what the big reveal, because it yeah. will totally ruin the theater experience for you. What I love about this movie 
is that it really does, and something I got very intimately familiar with this year, it really does speak to modern dating culture. Yeah, 100%. So good. (laughs) And even with like the horror elements to it, once Mm -hmm. it does that big switch, which for people who haven't seen it, I still don't want to tell you what it is. And again, I will tell you everything about every movie. I refuse to talk about the the twist in this (laughs) one because I want people to watch this movie and have that experience. I want you to have that what the fuck moment yeah. that happens in that movie because what the hell did i just witness you know, like, what the when, hell when, going on like an hour into the movie and then like the opening title credit comes on and you have that what the fuck moment yeah. I, everyone should experience that because film should make you feel something whether it's positive or negative you should not leave a film feeling nothing yeah and like why fresh is so high on my list was because like that was such a visceral yeah. moment as a viewer right that I very rarely, if ever, have watching a movie. Um, it was so good. Sebastian Stan, like, so you hot. see him as he's Bucky. So uh, he, is, he, is a, he is a nice hot drink of, drink of tea. But, um, but and like, Rocket finally got his arm. But Sebastian... <laughs> yes. But when you see Sebastian Stan, you think fucking Bucky from the Marvel, and you're like, you know, oh, you know, he's a, he's a mid-actor. No, he's better than the material oh, he's no, given. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. this shows it. This is a phenomenal movie. I have been louding and and talking about Fresh all year long because we reviewed it back when it came out, like in the spring, mm-hmm. like February, yeah, March. somewhere. In, yeah, March. It's right there. And March and, and it was all I talked about for a while. Yeah. Um. It also my TikTok for this was the extended conversation we had about the unsolicited dick pic in our culture. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Neil, I talked to you about that. I tell you, you stop sending them to me. Well, I mean, you say you want it. You, you, well, you said yeah, unsolicited, guys. Not, only unsolicited. Yeah. The solicited yeah, dick have no problem. Oh, you're right. You're right. Sorry. Don't send shaved taint. Now, just <laughs> anyway. Um, but I'm noticing a kind of a a little menu fresh. Mark, you got something to tell us, bro? I like snooty movies. <laughs> oh, 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 not not eating a. <laughs> trying to figure out like where is he going? Yeah, with where were you going with that? Like, yeah. like he's a, lot a of chud, weird... Chris. He's a chud. I'm not he's saying I don't have. Look, you know what I'm a chud not... is? <laughs> I'm not saying I don't have a lot of weird kinks, but cannibalism isn't one of them yet. Yeah, yeah not yet. Okay. Chris, what do you got? Uh, Northman. We talked about Northman. Northman is number four favorite movie here. I loved uh, I mean, with Robert Eggers, I can't wait to see whatever he does. And I just, I'm just living in a world of Robert Eggers and uh, Ari Aster lately. Gosh, Nor- Northman, I swear, is like the 300 of this year. You know, it's like, way better than 300. It on my list and I it's don't way know better than 300. Yeah, it's way better than 300. <laughs> yeah. You know, subs with his Snack Snyder fucking sucking his dick all the time, dude. He's not that awesome. There are Zach other Snyder, colors besides Sepia. Christopher fucking Nolan. That oh, oh my god! Oh, you know what? You know what? Hey, first of all, fuck you. <laughs> Second of all, no, no. First I'm, of you, fuck you. And that's because I don't um, molest my childhood like he did. <laughs> uh, real okay. quick, Neil, keep your mouth shut just for a second. Mark, what was your thought of the Dark Knight? There are some difficulties with the plot here or there, but for the most part, it's darn near perfect. Okay, I'm with you. So Except here's the thing. Completely butchered. I completely here's character. the thing. Anyway. This is your show, and I would never just insinuate myself into show. I mean, I asked to come on here one time a year to just to do this bit with you guys, but I'm coming in fucking NWO style. 
for your Oppenheimer <laughs> review. And it had you guys have to promise me something uh-huh. here and now on the, in the year of our Lord, yeah. 2023. Yeah. That you will do Oppenheimer and Barbie on the same show. Oh, let's do it. Oh, yeah. We're doing Barbie. Okay, I'm coming on that show then. Okay, yeah. You guys do Oppenheimer and Barbie. I'm fucking there. Okay, yeah, yeah. You're there. You're you're signed up right now. Yeah. Good. uh, If you do uh, Royal Rumble, let me know for your shows, for your wrestling shows, Mm -hmm. because I I was going to go to Royal Rumble, but I'm going to be front row Monday Night Raw. Okay. (laughs) We Royal have Rumble, a date. We have a date picked out to review the Royal Rumble. I'll tell you after the show. Let me know because I'm going to literally be front row of Monday yeah. Night Raw uh, here in Tulsa. You got it. Uh, after, anyway, uh, number four. You ready? Yeah, for you, yeah. Are you ready? Yeah, let's give it. Let's give it. It's going to get crazy, Chris. I'm going to be it's upset. Get crazy. I'm going to be real mad at you. Going to get crazy, I'm Chris. Real mad at you. He fucking says Doctor Strange. I'm going off yeah. the show. <laughs> it's going to get crazy. It might get a little. Weird. Okay, right. I'm, I'm okay yeah. with that. I'm okay with that. I'm not doing. You know what that is right there in my hands, Mark? That is yes. an original print. Nineteen eight was it? Nineteen eighty four, nineteen eighty three. The original print. Weird Al Yankovic vinyl. I am a huge fan <coughs> of Weird Al Yankovic. Not only am I a huge fan of the movie Weird, but I love a comedy that makes me snort like five <laughs> times when I'm watching it. And like, uh, there's a pool scene that we, uh, have you, did you see weird this year? I did. I watched it with my kids and I took yes. them to go see weird Al live in concert. Yeah. Nice. I I've seen weird Al over 20 times or more twice. Like, I've seen twice. I love weird Al. Mm-hmm. Um, but like that pool scene where I'm sitting there and I had people in the room with me and we're all, um, partaking in what you can in Oklahoma. And, <laughs> And we're all laughing at literally pointing out not who the people are supposed to be, but who are the people acting like the people that they're supposed oh, to be. Oh, like. Elvira! I went to school with Elvira. Oh yeah, that's Lisa. Oh, Mar- really? Yeah, that's Lisa Margaroli. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Lisa yeah. Margaroli plays Elvira in the pool scene, and we were buddies in high school. That's awesome. Damn. Yeah. So to me, Weird Al Yankovic, the weird biopic. If you've not seen it, it is a pi- parody of bio, uh, music biopics, which I love. And then the fact that they literally make fun of everything, like, you know, like even in the interview that he first had with Jimmy Fallon, he's like, "Hey, you know, the Madonna thing is that true?" And it's like, "I've met her for forty-five minutes once," <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, like, and you know the history behind it. It just makes it so much more. I feel like it's the payoff of my entire adulthood, childhood, teenage. Because I listen. I remember getting Polka Party when I was like seven years old. You know, the 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 cassette and. So to me, it was like one of my favorite movies of the year. I have watched it. I can't even count how many times I've watched it. I wore out my Weird Al in 3D tape when I was a kid. Oh, oh, you mean? <clears throat> oh, come on. No. <laughs> you mean that? There it is. So uh, it is. one of the things that uh, I saw, so my wife was a huge Weird Al fan, giant one. And so uh, when she told me this, she's like, where's Weird? Because uh, it's not my list. But it's, it's <laughs> almost me, all mentions. But uh, yeah, weirdest is it's so funny, you know. It's the last thirty minutes of it make it make it for me, make it for me because it just it also takes a weird left turn that you don't expect. But yeah, weird's great, and uh, I fucking love. I'm glad I'm glad it exists, and that that ending song in it is the funniest <laughs> thing I've I've heard all year when it comes to songs. So the because it's weird out, man, yeah, yes. and he's the best man that ever existed. All right. 
So, uh, Mark, what's your number three? <laughs> Mark, what's number three? Everything. Everywhere. All at once. Great point. Great, 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 great pull. Love, love, the, yeah. yep. love the movie. We uh, re-reviewed. So I do a thing. I, I don't do it that much anymore. We used to do a thing called Triple Feature, mm-hmm. where we would review three streaming movies. Mm-hmm. We did that one when it was, was POV, PVOD. We did Father of the Bride on HBO Max, and we had Spiderhead, and it was literally like a fucking downward spiral. We spent like two hours, and the first hour was just on everything everywhere all at once. So good, so Close, you know, good. as perfect as a perfect as perfect as a movie could be. You know, we we don't gush. Like I don't I don't know if you guys have or if your audience has picked this up about me, but I can be a, a bit negative. And, <laughs> it's usually my job. I'm, a, I, I'm slightly, I'm slightly opinionated. Anyway, um, what? No way. And we've had with my friend Jason's wife, like, was on our Secrets of Dumbledore show, and she was literally like, "I don't know why I come on here. You guys hate everything." And that's kind of what Daniel Hollywood is known for. And you might be able to pick that up from the name of the podcast, but. So when we gush about something, when we're like just pantsless and spraying the screen with our, <laughs> you know, with our, uh, our, our love of something, you know, it's a good movie. And we could not have been more complimentary of everything everywhere all at once. It was pretty phenomenal. So the Daniels directed it and they did Swiss Army Man, which I wasn't the biggest fan of, but I like parts of it. This one is like the one, the Number one, the most creative movie I've seen this year, and yeah. probably the past four years. It's something like, compared to Doctor Strange. Like how how well does it handle the multiverse thing? Dude, it's so yeah. everything everywhere all at once is an incredible <laughs> film, and I I can't wait to see what the Daniels do next. But I don't know how they're gonna be able to do it, like to do it as well as they did. So, but yeah, dude, I'm I thank you for so high on your list. Awesome. Yeah. All right, Chris, what's yours number three? X. Ty West X. Damn it. Uh, uh, I I love this movie. It's um you know I, I, I knew it was going to be in the top three. Uh, I knew it. He uh, loved that keep movie. Keep going, but I have so much to say. Okay, so X to me is it's one. You're uh, Mark when you just smiled earlier. Yeah, I thought X was the movie you're talking about all the tropes that it does. It picks up everything good about a horror film and then it cranks up to ten. There's this creepy old ladies. And you see a, a giant mm-hmm. cock in it if you want that. <laughs> and um, and sorry, so you see, uh, I, I know you're. I know you say Adams have sex if you want that. <laughs> Hang on, I, I sorry. That fucking crocodile kill scene yeah. is so good. Yeah, or, yes! whatever it was. Yes! Oh my god, it's so, so good. I mean, Jenna Ortega, Mia Goth, all of it's mm-hmm. so fucking good. And uh, it was, uh, you know, after that, I'm a big fan of Jenna Ortega. After this, and Mia Goth just she came out there. And I don't know if you guys knew this, but Mia Goth used to date um, Shia LaBeouf. Just, just throwing out there. Why, why is why is uh, Migoth not in more movies? Right, she needs to be in every single one of them. Yeah, she really does. I'm sure she will be. She gets three now, and I'm sure she'll get a whole line of them. It'll be like Anna Anna Joy Taylor. Like she was in a couple I mean, things yeah. when she was younger, but as soon the as witch, she got like Queen's Gambit, <laughs> bam, that yeah. like thing. Yeah, Migoth's gonna get like a TV show, yeah. like, like a, some sort of a Netflix show, and she's gonna blow up because she's the best actress nobody knows about. Yep, and uh, X. Uh, guys, if you guys haven't seen it, it's fantastic. I loved X. It was. The, it is. Sorry. Yeah. It, it is. Um. Ty West's best movie. I mean, if you guys don't like Ty West, Damn. whatever. <laughs> but it's Ty West's best. Better House of the Devil. Better than Then Keepers. X is Ty West's best movie, and I'm so glad it got made. And um, it's my number two for. It's my number two for the year. I mean, when you compare that to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre Netflix movie, where it's like you know 180 degrees apart from each other. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't. Uh, I, I didn't. I didn't think of it when I made Texas my top Chainsaw ten. But that's up there. This close to being on my my. Yeah, it's, it's so bad. And X is so good, but I don't want to even talk about the horror elements because that's not the thing that impressed me the most about X. No, it wasn't. I talked about. I talked before about having a perspective, mm-hmm. and um, the other thing you might have picked up about me besides my uh, lack of opinions <laughs> is <laughs> I talk about sex a lot. Um, I'm interested in it, but not Usually just from a covered in bacon lube <laughs> at the moment. Yes. Um, <laughs> how I podcast. Okay. <laughs> you invited me here. Um, you knew what you were getting. Yeah. There's a green screen, Neil. You don't know what's in my S&M room. <laughs> um, anywho. Uh, but I'm interested in sex from an intellectual level. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds really snooty and like fucking whatever, but no, 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 I, I, I agree I'm with, with that. You I, like, I, I, I like burlesque. The, I like, you know, yeah. So like X takes a takes a perspective on sex and aging. I'm almost I'm almost 50 years old and that was something I really related to especially this year where you know there are changes that go on. The thing I said at the time and I'm going to relay it here and eventually I got to cut this for TikTok is your mind is still active and working until it's not anymore but well into your eldest of elder ages. Like your 80s, your 90s, your mind is still active and going. You still have needs and wants, and your body fails you every step of the way. Mm-hmm. I turned 46 years ago, and my whole body just went to crap. <laughs> I got cancer twice. I, dude, I, I yelled something 20 minutes ago and pulled something in my chest. I don't know if you saw that. Like, 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 ah! <laughs> uh, it's like I. I yeah. I went to have sex the, the other week or whatever, mm-hmm. and I, I I went and all of a sudden it's like I got a Charlie horse down my entire right leg. Oh, is like what the hell is this? Isn't it great <laughs> when you have to play through the pain of sex? You know, <laughs> you're like like I I'm gonna finish, but ow, my glutes. Um, you know, like there's the whole thing about X, not to be silly anymore, is that it really speaks to the idea of you still want to be a full human being. And part of being a full human being is experiencing the joy of sex Mm -hmm. and your body just can't anymore. And what that does to you, to, 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 (laughs) not if you're a woman, um, to, (laughs) to continually have the things that make you a human being stripped of you Mm -hmm. over time to the field. You don't feel like you're a human being anymore. I would fully believe that an elder person would absolutely kill a bunch of dirty, filthy <laughs> pornographers. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. that, just totally. that frustration alone. Um, but I also, um, there's been a lot of talk this year. We reviewed Pam and Tommy and there was a whole discussion of women's sex and agent in their agency and owning, owning their bodies and owning their right to, as some of my friends would say, have their slutty period, Yeah, you know, yeah. and are sort of, you know, it's the year of our Lord 2023 and we're still having very puritanical views about mm. how women should be viewed in terms of sex and what, yeah. you know, my wife very <laughs> likes to tell me all the time. They're like, you you know, sex is made out to be this very like protected thing. And sometimes sex is just sex. Yep. And the only people yeah. making a big deal about it are the people making a big deal about it, but that doesn't necessarily make it so. Mm-hmm. And that's like, and those conversations, I didn't make a big deal out of it at all. i bring this up not to call you derail your podcast but like that's what x is talking about Mm -hmm. so here so the brilliance of x and why it's my number two for the year is i know it's your your number three it's my number two and it is because it takes a familiar genre toys with it but uses it as a platform to discuss these very interesting and serious issues Mm -hmm. film ladies and gentlemen that's film. Yeah. On the one hand, they're having this really poignant discussion 
about sex and agency. Mm-hmm. We're having a, a psychological look at the sort of the um, the inhumanization of oneself due to this, the nature of age. Yep. And an alligator kills a bitch. It's <laughs> fucking awesome. <laughs> I'm so glad you love that, dude. I'm really glad you hear that. Going on your point of that, mm-hmm. talking about age, yes. talking about what it feels like to get older and have the scare of the end coming near. Here's my number three pick. Clerks, Clerks three. One. This is a 28-year payoff for me because, <laughs> I mean, but when did Clerks come out? Maybe uh, 96, 94? No, 94, bro. 94. So, therefore, it's a – yeah, it's a 28-year payoff for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and this year I got to meet Kevin Smith. Great guy. Good conversation we had. But this movie put the ending on so many storylines that I wanted as – uh, growing up, you know, when I went and seen Clerks, when I went and seen Clerks 2, uh, Chris was in Clerks 2. Did you know this? God damn it. <laughs> no, seriously, watch. Literally. All right, here it is. Here it is. Can I tell you, I showed, I showed my 8-year-old and my 11-year-old the original Clerks, and I forgot how dirty it was. <laughs> and they were like, is there any more of these? And I'm like, not that you can see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no donkey show for you. I'm not that yeah, kind of bad. But yeah, we um, can talk about snowballing, and you know, and in a, in a different show. <laughs> fucking thirty-seven dicks. Yeah, look, that's fine for an eight-year-old boy, but a donkey show is way too far. <laughs> anyway, but um, to me, it was the I felt how Kevin Smith felt: uh, heart attacks, uh, seizures. Uh, that runs really deep in my family. In fact, mm-hmm. uh, my grandfather, before he passed earlier this year, literally had nine heart attacks in his life. Like it's, I am the smallest guy in my family and I'm six foot two sixty, you know, two seventy now, let's be honest. (laughs) (laughs) But, but, um, so to me it was very real and it was about someone reflecting on their past and if they'd done enough, if they've, and and since I moved here to Tulsa, I even, I, I took from not working at a bank and finances and stuff like that and actually working in radio and music and doing stuff that I want to do in my mm-hmm. life, uh, putting more into this podcast and stuff like that. And Clerks 3 to me was a reflection of not just those characters, but a reflection of my own life that gave me an insight that like really made me feel like, God damn it, Kevin Smith. You got me when I was 16. I was smoking dope, and all I wanted to do was get my dick sucked. And you get me at 40 when I'm and, freaking. And all you do now is smoking weed and get your dick sucked. <laughs> well, I mean, that's still a thing, too. Yeah, yeah. But at the same we, time. We saw the touring Q&A that they did in the, uh, oh, in yeah? the, in the theaters. The, oh, yeah. fuck. <laughs> and we had a good time with that. But I'll tell you. um. You know, I'm not the world's biggest Kevin Smith fan. I'm, you know, we have we have absolutely um, called for his death. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not me per se. I have a partner who has these compulsions. But we absolutely, when he I'm was like doing comic books and shit, autographed right on this show. <laughs> oh, this motherfucker. I'm sorry, Kevin Smith lost all his credibility when he was screaming on Twitter, Give, "Make pop, make uh, No Way Home a best picture, make a populist choice." Someone get Kevin Smith laid before it's too late. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> but Possibly so I'm not late. the world's biggest fan. But yeah, Clerks, I, I will go along with that. It was not in my top ten, but 
I see where you're coming from, and I and I will co-sign on that. Clerks three, as it speaks to us old, you know, middle aged men, was really well done, mm-hmm. and I had a good old man cry at the end of it. Yeah, uh, yeah and, and 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 I was the guy that had the poster of Clerks, yes. mm-hmm. you know, on, on the wall. So, so I mean, you know, I I really appreciate how 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 that made you feel. Like I didn't know how deep we felt about it until just now because we talked about it, we just seen it, we're still processing it. So uh, I appreciate Mark. That. His number two is uh, X. X, yeah. X. Oh, your number two is X. Yeah. It is. Okay. What more can we say? X. <laughs> I, the only well, way talk- X is better is if you put two other X's next to it. Oh, that's not, that's <laughs> still not as good as this movie. <laughs> I mean, look, I can spend my time talking about all the kinky shit I did in, 20, in the year of our Lord 2022, but I'm sure Chris would like to talk about movies now. Yeah. You know. <laughs> so two? my number two is The Banshees of Inisherin. Uh like what is it? The Banshees of Inisherin. Uh, the Banshees uh, of the Engines. Yeah, Engines. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Banshees of Inisherin is a uh, Ban- Banshees of Ed Sheeran was so, great. <laughs> so uh, the thing is about this movie. I mean, we talked about it earlier. Is again, it to me like with all the rule stuff, and it takes place in the Irish Civil War. So that's that's often the distance. Well, this whole thing's going on in the island of Inisherin, the fictional island of Inisherin. So having that all together again, Martin McDonough being my favorite European director, I was so fucking stoked on this movie, and it stuck with me long after I left the theater. And so uh, at the end of the year, it's this high up because I couldn't stop thinking about it. Um, it. It makes sense. My number two is also one that was mentioned earlier, and of course, you probably know what it is because it's not that hard because if you just move a little this way, you're right. It's Macho Man. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's the unbearable weight of massive talent. Yeah. Not only is this a good movie because of the twist it takes in several spots of this movie, but the fact that Nicolas Cage at this age is old enough to be like, hey, this is me. I know I fucked up, but, you know, there's also parts in it where he's like, where people are like, why won't he say no to movies? And he's like, it's what I do for a fucking living, you assholes. Like, I literally <laughs> do this for a living. This is my job. You don't say no to like, going to work every day. You need money so you can pay for things, so you can do everything. It is my job. And they even make marks of about Mandy, about um, mm-hmm. uh, Willie in Wonderland. Like, they make marks about, you know, um, Face Off. Like, there, there's all these great hits. Yeah. Con Air. The movie starts with somebody watching Con Air. <laughs> That's literally where the movie starts. And from there on, it's just a roller coaster of a movie. Literally one of my favorite movies of the year. I don't know how many times I watch it. I know I've watched more than The Fat Man, and that saying something. Like, literally, uh, I actually have a pair of sunglasses. My wife has one of the shirts from the movie because working in radio, I get a bunch of this shit for free. (laughs) And we got a whole box, and I told my boss, I was like, look, dude, before you give any of this shit free, I'm stealing half of it. I just want you to know that. (laughs) And he's like, well, it's not stealing if you tell me. I go, well, look the other way, motherfucker. (laughs) Nice. But we are now at that point, guys. We're about to say our number one. But before we get there, let's go through our five honorable mentions. Let's start with you, Mark. Mark, your five honorable mentions for the year of 2022. Okay. 
going all the way back to January. Um, one, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Okay, great. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, we're all about that. On, on Bart. I mean, that, that was like literally one of the best movies of the year. It was mm-hmm. really good. It, it, I, I had it on my list, and I took it off. Okay. Um, I was not prepared for class. um hang on what did we review this year um uh, okay do you want do you want us to go go while you're doing your search no i can do this Um, (laughs) you can do it okay so guillermo del toro's pinocchio scream Mm. um i thought screams was really scream was really good um i thought in terms of like rehabilitating that whole franchise i thought they did a really good job with it um, I thought it was an appropriate return to form. Um, I think, you know, Scream is such a meta commentary on the horror genre in and of itself. And that's, you know, and that's what it got back to. Uh, I had no major problems with it. Not, not in my top 10 or anything, but I had to look at like what other movies that I really enjoyed this year. We gave high marks to Scream. And, and uh, Jenna Ortega, like literally they hit that mark on that before Wednesday Adams came out too. Um, see oh uh the black phone black phone was oh. phenomenal um Ethan Hawk, Ethan Hawk, yeah black phone was really good right that's three <laughs> I can do yeah, this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it buddy i swear you can do it samaritan we love samaritan you know we were talking about um, yeah we, the, we reviewed it actually we were talking about like <clears throat> that return to that 90s level mid-tier action movie mm-hmm. Um, where every you know the '90s, where everything was dark, wet, and on fire. Um, <laughs> Samaritan was a throwback to that, you know, for movies. You guys who like movies, um, yeah. we loved it. We get, we were. I know a lot of people either ignored it, you know, as you know, Stallone superhero movie. Fuck that. Amazon Prime, never mind. <laughs> but we we went out of our way to review it, and we did an entire thing about the you know the the '90s action movie and how Samaritan was a throwback to that. And it was one of our favorite movies of the year that not in my top 10. Um, let's see. And finally, 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 Chris Bailey, Chris Bailey, Chris Bailey. Um, okay. I'm going to say one. <laughs> and you're going to be like, really? I liked Babylon. I did too, I, man. I saw that. I saw that recently. And <coughs> I saw that like last week in the, the time of the show. But that one was not bad, man. It was three hours. But I, I, I was never bored. Babylon, yeah, Babylon. I look. I'm. Um. I don't know if you guys know this or not, but I really, but I really like movies. But I not just like movies. I like everything about. I like everything about the movie industry. I like to talk about the finances of movies, the Mm -hmm. history. You know, I like to talk about like production history of movies. I like, but also the history of and the evolution of Hollywood itself and the styles of you know the transition from which is what Babylon's about from the silent movie to the talkies. I uh, as as an as a um, Why didn't we see this? What uh, the fuck? Uh, Where did this movie come out? It came out. It came out the same week the whale did. But I saw that one, and I knew I was going to see it. As a meditation on Hollywood excess and what and what fame does to your soul, I think Babylon works. It's not perfect, and it's yet another example that Margot Robbie is Hollywood poison in terms of finance. Yeah, but like she does not a box office draw at all. If like we we we're betting whether or not Barbie actually makes any money because I'm Margot Robbie. It. I'm going to see it. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing mm. that Margot Robbie starred in made money, has made money since I, Tanya. Yeah. We tracked really? it. God, we yeah. loved I, Tanya too. That's the first if movie we did on the podcast. Did you know that? That was the first movie we did on the podcast. Yeah. 
If um, Anya and the Last Jedi. <laughs> if you don't count, and to me, she's not the draw here. She's barely in the movie. But if you if you don't count like Quentin Tarantino, um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, mm-hmm. that that move that woman has not been as a starring person. Mm-hmm. Been in a movie that has made money since yeah. I Tanya. Yeah, number five, Chris, number five from your five honorable mentions for 2022. Three thousand years of longing. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Uh, something I didn't expect to like at all. Actually, and I've been enjoying quite a bit. Um, George Miller, thanks a lot. I mean, you made you made uh, brought back a brought back Mad Max Fury Road, and then you did this thing, which is fucking wild. Uh, you know, I can't talk enough about him, which I liked. The chemistry between Tilda Swinton and uh, Here's Alda. Yeah, here's Alda. Yeah. It's 3,000 a- Years of Longing. Great movie if you haven't seen it. Um, basically wow. tells about a woman that finds a gin. Uh, a is genie, the best way? Yeah, yeah best, more genie. A gin. Yeah. A they gin. go gin. Yeah. They don't go genie. Yeah. Go gin. There's a difference, Chris. Yeah. So it spent it spends lots of it's like saying Zeus and Jupiter, two different things. It spans three thousand years, and it's a, it's a fantastic movie, um, and it's worth watching, one hundred percent. Then number four for me, uh, the whale. It's solely for Brendan Fraser's performance. Uh, that's what that's really what makes the movie to me. Like even if the the storyline's not that great, even if it's a little bit saccharine. Brendan Fraser's performance makes this worth watching alone, and that's why my, this one's not. I just top want ten. to know that one thing in my life mattered. Yeah, I cried like a fucking baby. Uh, the, the, oh I, my god! I, I saw AMC, so there's two seats together, like, and one stranger had taken the seat right next to me, and so I was quivering in the corner, now hoping that uh, he didn't hear <laughs> he me blubber. Notice that you're crying yeah. like a little bitch. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> but um, yeah. Number three for me. Uh, Revealer, we saw reveal. I saw reveal panic fest this year. Now it's on Shutter. I got and Neil's probably thinking that I picked Revealer because I interviewed the team from Revealer. He did. I he, did. He, he totally. They, they, they. You know, three way. No, I went, <laughs> no, I went he to the, the Donald Trump dance. No, no, I went to. I went to. The, I went to their uh, hotel after <laughs> panic fest. Uh, if you don't know, uh, Mark Panic Fest is a uh, horror thriller film fest, and uh, Casey happens every year. And uh, they show a bunch of movies that aren't going to come out for years or a year. <laughs> but a uh, reviewer came out and shutter, and I got to talk to the, uh, the whole team for reviewer. I had a great time talking to them, and uh, I really excited that I liked their movie because I'd already uh, arranged to interview them before I saw it. Chris was nervous; he didn't know how to interview people. But it was anyway. good. It was a good interview, though. So yeah, all. yeah, it was. I heard it. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. Uh, but a reviewer takes it's it's a it's about a uh, a Christian fundamentalist and a stripper. Uh, stuck in a sex shop during the apocalypse in the 1980s. So, by any means, it is it is B movie quality, but the acting and the the where it goes, like the story, is actually really good. Yeah, uh, I watched it too, and it, it was really good. And Chris, I, what's your next one? So, uh, this one I actually have two because I couldn't choose. Uh, Fresh slash Bullet Train. The, the, those two we talked about those. Fresh and what? Bullet Train. Oh, you did two of them together. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Because yeah. uh, I couldn't choose, and then finally. Jackass Forever. Jackass Forever. Yeah, not a real wow. movie. Not a real I movie. Did not I know. Think it's, that was coming okay, it's from not, your mouth. Jackass Forever is not a real movie, but it's the I laughed the hardest at this movie this year with Jackass Forever. I took my son to go see Jackass, <laughs> and seconds into that movie, 
I felt like a bad parent. <laughs> you should have. There's so much dick. So much There's dick so, in that movie. Dude, so, so I, I I did a TikTok so of my son. like Jackass forever. <laughs> There's just so much dick. No shit. That was what my son said. He, I was like, Jonas, what did you think of Jackass Forever? This is for TikTok. He's like, there was so much penis. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So my top five honorable mentions for this year. Uh, I think all of you have said them, at least one of them <laughs> at some point. One, Violent Night, mm-hmm. fucking greatest. It's going to be my Christmas movie list for the next years to come. Um, the Whale. Obviously, uh, to be honest, um, a lot of my family deal with obesity. This really was a great representation. It also really, man, I got the feels in the feelers down in the spots where I shouldn't have. Um, this is where my list gets a little bit more weird than your guys's. Um, I did one as one as one single one, and that is Pearl. And X, I think, on the, the same fuck? line. Okay, extra okay, whatever. <laughs> it is a continuance of the same movie. It's like saying Star Wars or, and Empire Strikes Back. It's just a continuance okay, of the story. Okay, I have to say so. Should have been a little way higher, but okay. Uh, here's one you guys are all going to be like, fuck you, what the fuck is wrong with you, and how many drugs did you do in your teenage years? Um, and that'd be Chip and Dale Rescue What the Ranger. fuck's wrong with you, man? Really? Um, gonna, here, I'm going to allow it, and I'll tell you why. Okay, somehow, okay. I have a lot of authority on this show. Um, honestly, like, <laughs> hey, you're putting this on your network. We, we'll do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I deal with a lot of animation people. The animation, um, the animation folks out there love Chippendale. Like, <clears throat> I, um, I watched it with my kids. I was big, barely conscious during the review of it, but I remember, <laughs> but I, but I do know that people who were paying attention to it, who are hardcore animation nuts, thought Chip and Dale was spot on. Okay. Yeah, it was spot on. Like I watched uh, animation, uh, films with animators mm-hmm. or, or little YouTube videos or whatever. Uh, on top of that, the story, the way it went, the way mm-hmm. to introduce to, uh, iconic, you know, characters from the nineties, from the fifties, from whatever decade you want to call them from originally, um, to reintroduce them with a badass movie. I mean, mm-hmm. Disney hasn't really done it well in the past other movies. No, Disney streaming movies are and television shows are mostly trash. Yeah. Yeah. That would and include that like Marvel and Star Wars. Part. But yeah, Chippendale was one of the rare gems this year. And this movie, uh, I, Mark, I, you haven't been able to see this because it's not out on any platform. But just like Chris, I stole it straight from the Panic Fest. And that is, and I can't believe he didn't say this, which I really fucking Are you going to do Alec or something? Um, no. Okay. No. I'm going to say, when the oh, screaming Yeah, we talked starts, to them, too. We talked to them, too. I can't believe you did not say this It was almost movie, there. It was almost there. It was, it was almost there. Uh, we interviewed the director and the main actor. When the screaming starts is literally what they do in shadows, but for homicidal murderers, yeah. homicidal maniacs. Yeah. It's a group of people that want to be mass murderers. They hang out together and they have a documentary series with it. And it is fucking hilarious. If you guys want to watch this now, it's on Screenbox. It's on Screenbox. If you guys Screenbox.com uh, is the only place that has it right now. But... Uh, when it comes out more wild, more that director, those actors, they're all going to get what they deserve. I it should probably contact really Connor. I'm going to the UK in March to 
See if I can hang out with them. Yeah, dude, definitely <laughs> hang out yeah. with him. See if you can do a circle jerk. Oh, well, I might. <laughs> oh, my God. No. No, I don't like it. I don't like it when Perry White shows up. <laughs> that would be J. Jonah Jameson. Oh, is that Joan Jameson? I'm yeah, sorry. He's, I'm sorry. you I'm can't see a... the caption above, but he's saying make it gayer. <laughs> <laughs> so right, I here think it is, everybody. I think Where's it's... the drum roll? Where's the drum roll? I got Where's it. the... Mark, what is your number one movie for 2022? I am Vengeance. It's Batman. The Batman! <laughs> I made a populist <laughs> choice. Yes! Yes. Explain uh, so why. So you, you explained a little bit earlier, but explain why again, everybody. Why? Okay, so specifically what I was looking for in a Batman movie was... First of all, I hate I hate the comic book nerds of the world. They all want the same three characters, and they all want them to just kill everybody. Ghost Rider, Wolverine, and Punisher. The only nobody cares about Batman unless he's a fucking ninja. This is why Batman couldn't be happy and marry Catwoman. I hate you, Tom King. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate you. <laughs> um, I like. I grew up with the Adam West Batman, mm-hmm. um, but I also, I grew up, as far as comic books go, uh, before and a- during and after the Frank Miller Dark Knight Returns grimdark Batman. So I remember a time where Batman used to be a detective. He was the world's greatest detective. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> yeah, and- <laughs> Thank you, Neil Adams. I know a Neil that's better than me. Anyway. <laughs> and he would actually like collect clues and solve crimes and figure things out and he didn't have to punch his way through everything and that wasn't the no. solution to the problem constantly yeah, even uh, even after the uh uh jason todd uh died mm, in the right. uh, death of the family the yeah. next series of comic books after that is <laughs> him trying to find two-face and he doesn't know he's trying to find two-face and it reflects in the comic book that him and two-face are actually going through the same struggles but they mm-hmm. don't know it because they don't know that they're about to collide together. So one it's of, one of the, my favorite comic books. Of all one thing that you guys brought up that I, I didn't actually think about until people started saying is Batman being a detective. So seeing the guy in the bat suit with a bunch of detectives figuring out this crime, <laughs> which it, 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 I, I almost I had to stop for laughter because it was kind of ridiculous, but I do like the fact that they focused a lot on that in these movies or the, yeah. the Batman because that's really what, bad, the, what <clears throat> Batman is. A fantastic detective. So I love the aesthetic, you know, that a gritty crime noir mm. element of Batman. He's less a superhero and more what he was in a fair amount of the comics. You mm. know, he was using the Batman because he, he he would um the whole thing about like year one was he went into the street and you know, he's just picking fights with people and he got his ass beat, even though he was trained. And that he needed to find a way to sort of even the odds, and so he started attacking from the shadows, and that was the whole that was the whole point of the bat suit, also to have armor on because who wants to be stabbed? Yeah. Like, you know, th- there's an element of Batman of like, a, and Chris Nolan's um, Batman Begins dealt with this a little bit, I think, a little well too. But to kind of focus on the movie at hand, the thing I like about the Batman, aside from the actual the detective elements, the um, greedy crime noir aesthetic. I like the fact that it also plays in psychology. Um, you know, the Riddler isn't isn't Frank Gorshin. You know, just doing goofy shit. 
you know, or Jim Carrey, like he's fucking with Batman. He, he you know, th- this is, this is about classism, mm-hmm. which I like. Right. Yeah. And in that sense, it's like a revenge tale. You know, this is his way of kind of like the way Joker was where there are, we are speaking to the imbalances of classes, the have and the have not, and what that does to people and how it, you know, how it affects our thinking and how we relate to others. Um, that's why I like Joker as much as I do. The, uh, the Batman, the same thing. I have him tattooed <clears throat> on your arm. On my leg. Um, <laughs> next I actually, uh, the killing joke. I literally, uh, I hate to interrupt you. I literally mm-hmm. have um, my my uncle used to do art before he passed, and one of the last pieces he ever did was a pencil drawing painting that I have right mm-hmm. here on my wall. That is of the Joker when he comes out of the chemicals at the uh, killing joke with his hands in the hair. Yeah. yeah, like literally, like right there on my wall. So I'm a huge Joker fan. So so to to finish up. Um, I re- everybody in the cast is great. Like, uh, um, what's her face? Um, Zoe Kravitz. Zoe Kravitz. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Who I don't always love, but I think she does her level best. I think she. I think it's been a long time since I've seen someone do Catwoman really well, and I think she, I think she did a good job with it. Um, I really. I just. It's so funny because I brought my kids, and my kids didn't really didn't know how to relate to the movie. Like my for the longest time, my daughter's favorite Batman movie was Batman and Robin. Of course, it is. so. <laughs> <laughs> You know, well, me to they, the they, they didn't fuck. It was so funny because, like, I saw Batman and then I think Morbius, whatever order they came out in. And my, my son's just like, I take him to go see Batman. And he's like, I don't get it. I take him to go see Morbius. He's like, that was amazing. Uh-huh. Dad, what did you think? Loved Batman, hated Morbius. He was like, I don't understand movies. Like, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Batman, number one movie of the year for me. That is totally, totally like my fanboy choice, though. Okay. Chris. Number one is everything everywhere all at once for me. Easy. Oh, to me, this was head and shoulders above God, everything I've seen this year. Chris, we did it together, bro. Okay. All right, so we did it together. We did it together. I fucking hate that. My number I, I one can't choice also <laughs> is everything everywhere all. Okay, so at to me, this was once. head and shoulders above everything I've seen this year. It's the one one of those great movies I've seen in the past five years. Honestly, I I love this movie with a undying passion. I got to see it actually IMAX. So like, hey, we see it a week early. Did the, yeah. I'd seen IMAX, so maybe that helped a bit. Uh, the reason why I have Charles and Chosen is that. This movie you had seen theaters after that. It's really whatever it is, but everything ever Avatar at once. is not a movie you see out of theaters. No, no, that's why no. it wasn't chosen, have, and that's why it's not on anything. Yeah, it's like there are, literally there are t- two movies in the last two years that I told everyone they had to go see on an IMAX screen. One was Dune. Yeah, the yeah. second yes. one was it was Avatar. So yes. everything ever, everywhere all at once. Um, so it's not just a movie about the multiverse. It's a movie about immigrants. It's about uh, an immigrant story. It's about. It's uh, even about the. Um, it's about the relationship of internet between two individuals that are actually also uh, you know trying uh, to be in a relationship. It's about being a queer Asian. It's about all kinds of sort of things that are hard to explain. But everything was does it with the most uh, bombastic, most the funniest, touching, and and you know. Yeah, hot dog fingers. And, and Mark, you, you didn't you didn't see this movie, am I correct? No, he saw it. This is number. Uh, it was my number three. Yeah, yeah. number three. Okay, sorry yeah. about that. Yeah, uh, my memory sucks. Anyway, <laughs> um, I live in Oklahoma. Your memory sucks. But anyway, uh, um, I, I get it. It was an hour ago. Uh, yeah, I know. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, well, it was two this, beers ago, actually. This movie, I, I, I really 
have so much to say, but I can't say it because I don't know what I can't see without giving anything away. But I love this movie with an undying passion. I think everyone should see it. It's the Daniels trying to achieve it. I don't know how they can beat this. This was a movie that I mean. Not only do you have like the return of Short Round, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. that hasn't been in a movie since Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, um, you also have a uh, Michelle that like just is one of the great actresses of the last decade. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis is in there, and then and the, like. <laughs> deep, the deep um, emotional connection that you can find on actual multiple levels of what the story, you can reflect it as a mother and daughter trying to find love between each other. You can find it between a family trying to figure out how their unit works. You can figure it out how, how like it's uh, between discrimination in the world or how the government suppresses people by through taxes and, and you know other government factions like there's literally a multi-level there's so many understories of the story of the understory of the story yeah. that's being told by the story by the characters by the story with the other story underneath that story and it's fucking literally, insane it's just a good it's movie. multi-layered <laughs> in many many ways and the only reason this will not win movie of the year at the Oscars because Brandon Fraser put on a fat suit. Besides <laughs> that, that I don't see any other reason yeah. this movie should not win everything from here on. Yeah. If anything wins between everything, everywhere, all at once, or the whale, fuck the Oscars. I'm never watching them again. When Best Picture goes to Avatar, I'm going to laugh my ass off. <laughs> when it goes to Avatar, they'll be like, oh, great. I'll be great. surprised if you so get nominated. now we know what the next seven movies are going to get. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Everything Everywhere at Once, my favorite movie of the year. I'm probably going to do this up here. I'm going to go ahead and watch it again. So, um, yeah. Like, uh, literally, um, the reason Avatar is not on, on any of my lists, and, and again, it was this. It was beautiful in the theater. It was a magnificent to watch in IMAX 3D. Mm-hmm. But that movie is the exact same story. Now we got water. The next <laughs> one will be stand. The uh, next one will no, be there is a, in the moons. There, there the next th- one after that will be in a cave. The next one after that will be, you know, we'll be at McDonald's. They announced the, the next one. They announced the, fries, they announced you know, the next like, one will be fire. That's the announcement. Be fire. Uh, is it fire? Yeah, fire. Yeah, there's a lot of places people live in fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. yeah you know all those ancient civilizations that lived in volcanoes. I mean, I think they're just gonna go through uh, Legend of Zelda yeah, characters that go on Navi. You know, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's um, that's 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 2022. <laughs> that's that. So everything, everywhere, all at once is ours. The Batman, which I could not agree with more, um, with Mark. Man, I feel like. What do you feel like about 2022? Do I just talk to the music plays out? Sorry, are you sorry? Okay. <laughs> that, I was waiting for the music to go out. Um, <laughs> so about 2022 and an and an all. Like I mean, we had a couple years there where you know cinema's not really getting made. Like stuff was shitty, but I mean, cinema what, and an all of 2022. How do you guys feel? I mean, about it? here's the thing: 20 in 2019, in terms of worldwide box office, it peaked. Like every movie in 2019 in the top 10 made over a billion dollars. Avengers Endgame made two. Um, And then 2020 was the pandemic and 2021, everything was day and date. And so this is the first year in two years we've had a full slate 
of theatrical movies. Yeah. But in the two years interim, a lot of a lot has changed. Audience, people are still not going to theaters the way that they used to. Um, <clears throat> we've seen the bifurcation of the theater experience between your Banshees of Ed Sheeran or your <laughs> Top Gun Mavericks or your Avatars. <laughs> you know, not a lot in the middle there. Um, the middle goes to Netflix. The middle goes to your streamers. Mm-hmm. Disney lost <clears throat> shit tons of money. One, you know, and this goes to another issue. A lot of the movies didn't get China releases. So knock for 500 million off the worldwide box office right off the bat, because that's mm-hmm. usually what China brings in. Yep. So, <clears throat> you know, a lot of your Marvel movies that tended to, on the one hand, and, and there's nothing inherently wrong with this, but it does cause problems. You have, you know, a lot of forced inclusion, but that forced inclusion costs you China. Yep. So yay right. for, you know, late yay for, you know, human rights and liberal politics. You also lost metric shit tons of money making that decision. Right. A really great example of this was Strange World. Disney lost their shirt, their pants and their virginity <laughs> because of Strange World. Um, and and if you're a LGBTQI person or or LGBTQ like adjacent person, Strange World is great. You know, if you're a parent who would prefer you not shove the LGBTQI existence in the face of their children who just need to put on a Disney movie while they do the dishes, you have lost that audience. Mm. For probably forever because yeah. these people don't study film. They don't study trends. I do, but this is kind of like what I do. And those people aren't coming back. No. We are, you know, <clears throat> there was a discussion about the Marvel movies where 2022 and 20, 2021 and 2022 is kind of a wash. Mm-hmm. Um, they have now have to rebuild after the rebuild. And 2023 is kind of a wash too because everything was already in the pipeline. Like if 2024 isn't a home run derby, we might be seeing Marvel in its complete decline. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so. Am I going to streaming only? Yeah. <laughs> Um, I can't tell you though, and I listen to like a lot of industry podcasts that talk, and a lot of people are just like they should should put everything on streaming. Like mm. people are cheering the end of the in theater experience in all but the avatars and Top Gun Mavericks. That bothers me a like, lot. That bothers yeah, me a lot. And it bothers me a lot because I literally grew like uh, when I was sixteen years old. My first mm-hmm. apartment was literally above a one screen movie theater. If I wasn't watching the movie, I heard the movie when <laughs> it was going on. My, my friends my and I. My friends and I trekked into Manhattan from Long Island to see a midnight showing of Flesh Gordon in an indie theater. Oh wow! So yeah, yeah. part of the, part of me seeing like little movies, and we, you have to make an mm-hmm. effort to see it. That's something right. special, I think. Like uh, yeah, you, yeah, it's going to see the one screen that's showing sort of trust in downtown, right. uh, you know, downtown Kansas City, screen on the armor. I had to. <laughs> that was a, a fucking bitch to get to. But I'm glad I did it. I think going to yeah. see these movies. Clerks three. Yeah. Clerks three is a great reference yeah. to this because Clerks three was only around for two weeks. Yeah. You can only see it for two weeks here in Tulsa. I literally got tickets. Me and my wife got tickets to go to it on a random Tuesday at seven o'clock. Right. Random Tuesday at seven o'clock. We pull up. Sure enough. Walking up to the theater are four of my fucking friends in Tulsa. I don't got many friends here. I've only lived here a couple years, guys. 
And literally, uh, four of my best buddies that I go to wrestling, I went to WrestleMania with, Tofer. are yeah. literally walking up at the same time as us, and we're like, how the fuck did this just happen? And but here's what I'm going to tell you. each other and had a great experience. <clears throat> here's what I'm going to tell you just to sum up so you guys can end your show. If people don't go to the movies, we're going to lose them. Yep. There'll always be movies. Yeah. But everything, but do you really want to live in a world where yet another thing is, you know, there's another thing that we've lost as a part of the brick and mortar culture. We're losing malls left and right. That's going to be right. a thing of the past. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, bookstores still exist, but I can't tell you how many people don't care for the tactile nature of books and are perfectly happy buying, you know, stuff in their Kindle. Music stores are dead. Yep. Everyone does Spotify or Apple Music or Pandora. Yeah, like, you got to go to vinyl only if you want money. If, on- yeah. So my point is, like, we're losing parts of the culture, uh, part, parts of the social culture, due to the perceived um, wanting of ease. Yeah, I was talking to this, yeah, I was, I was talking to somebody at work, and I said, hey, you're going to take your, you know, does your daughter play with Barbies? Yes, as does my 12-year-old niece, and the, kid, the other kid's five years old. Oh, did you know that there's a movie with Margot Robbie coming out next year for Barbie? And she was like, I didn't, but that's great. I'm like, you're going to take him to go see it? No, I'll wait for it to come on TV. God, I can't stand that. Yeah. And she's not, and again, like I said, everybody I talk to, like detention deputies and whatnot that I, you know, as one time talking about movies with, they all say the same thing. Outside of Top Gun Maverick, which was absolutely an event picture, or Avatar, a lot, unless you're a huge Marvel fan, people are just willing to wait for it to come on TV and we're going to lose theaters. That's how things go out of business. And I yeah. only make mention of it of, hey, you live in the world you create. Yep. That's the world you want to live in where all of us stay in our houses and we look like the fat people from fucking Iwali or Wally rather. <laughs> Wally. Wally. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I guess then good I guess, but that's yeah. not really where I want to live. Yeah, I'm with you. Dude. Off my soapbox now. I'm I'm with you. Uh, uh I'm with you one hundred percent. Like going to movies is an important part to me. Going there mm-hmm. and making the effort and sitting and uh, putting away your phone for fucking two hours, you know, like that to me, like is enjoy. It's, it's important. Enjoy. It's important. And it, it's an it's an actual thing. Like when you go to a concert and they lock away yeah. your phones at the beginning. I love that. Yeah, me too. I love that, especially working in radio, where then I don't have to take pictures the whole time <laughs> like I'm supposed to, and I actually get to enjoy the experience. Uh, what we're going to get is literally in the back end here is we're going to get so many human experiences taken away from us. Yeah. Like going to a mall where you see, you know, the teenagers being rowdy and the old people jogging and, you know, you know, everything that you're used to about going to in public. At this point, I have to say 2022 uh, cinematic wise was great. People get out to the movie theaters, make it to the movie theaters, because if you don't make it to the movie theaters, we are going to lose not only three random nerds from different parts of the country talking about it, but you're going to lose the right to go to a movie theater. So please go out to your cinemas, support it. Guys, any last thoughts on any of this? I uh, I think I'm, I think that sums up 22 pretty well, but yeah, go to the theater, everyone. And I'm not right. trying to say that we, if you're sick or if you're, you can't do it, I understand. 
But I'm, I'm going to be an asshole here. Fucking make it to your theater. Use that uh, handicapped spot that's there. Um, but, uh, yeah. Mark, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for coming in. Uh, thank you for being a part of us every year. And thank you for being inside of us for just five minutes, yeah. if not less. Um, we will love to have you back anytime you want to come I, I on. Do, I do enjoy a good soaking meal. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, hit that outro. That's another episode of Movies That Don't Suck and Some Do. My name is Neil. I'm Chris. But we are here just to let you know, go see movies, see more movies, come out and see us. And after this next year, we're going to watch every movie we can just to make sure that you know they exist. Have a good night. And remember, love each other, but just don't love your ex. Have a good night. Bye.